Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail Dot Bag, presented by the Strickland and by all of you on Patreon and by DraftKings. I am Alex Wolf. I'm editor in chief of this little site called the Strickland, which again you can find at the Strick.land if for whatever reason you stumbled on this podcast and uh, have never checked out the website before. And I'm joined by my two co-hosts, who actually are both here at the same time. Wow! I think for the whole length of the show, it's going to be crazy. I'm if the one to leave a little early today. Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, it'll leave me and Zach alone. Oh. That sounds like a really dangerous proposition. So I'm going to try my best to not let that happen. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll first introduce the one that showed up on time today, and uh, that is Matt Weiss, who you might know as Matt Weiss or Wampirm on Twitter. Matt, how are you? Or uh, or Pirm. That was a new one. Uh, Jax yeah, called me Pirm in the Discord today. Yeah, <laughs> Pirm. <laughs> uh, I'm good, Alex. Uh, just waiting for Zach, who is technically here, but is he really? I don't know. I think his brain's oh. still booting up. Apparently, his computer takes 42 minutes to, to start yeah. up. Yeah, his computer was uh, built in 2014, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, buddy. Uh, so we're also joined by Wackery Delizio, uh, who you might know on Twitter is at ZJ Delizio. Zach, how are you? Uh, trying to uh, decide how worth it an SSD really would be. Um, mm. But no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good you man. should definitely get an SSD like tomorrow. Yeah. Well, um, I, you know, I, then I have to open this thing up and it's a whole oh, thing. Oh my God. And then you'd have to migrate it. And oh my God. That's really right. Huge. I would probably yeah. also need to upgrade my video card. And all of a sudden I'm spending $1,500. Am I probably, I mean, definitely, but I'm good. Otherwise. All right, fine. Whatever. Anyway. And this is Nick's mail that bag. I'm going to give the quick Patreon, uh, you know, spiel here, and then we could get right into the questions. Cause we've got a bunch of good ones today. So uh, if you're not already, be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Strickland. And if you go there, you can sign up for a $6 tier, which gives you access to the other Nick's mail.bag in full, uh, which we do. We only take questions off of our Discord, uh, which we take some for this one, too, from Discord. But 
the six dollar tier also gets you access to the strict cord our strickland discord if you're interested in that we have really great basketball discussions i think we're almost like 125 130 people strong in there now a lot of a lot of people active all the time talking nicks a little less hectic than like twitter or whatever so it's a good time uh and you also get access to friday's pod strickland kind of buried the lead there uh probably the most important thing that people care about and then if you upgrade to a nine dollars here then you can get a tier that gives you uh articles from jack huntley and matthew miranda who are probably too good of writers to be writing for our little dinky site <laughs> but uh, uh we're keeping them around for now anyway and you guys can can get access to exclusive articles from them and others from time to time like jack's need to take a little time off right now so we're gonna have a couple guest people coming in doing some articles sometime soon. Uh, you also get access to Strick and Roll, Schwinn's exclusive uh, bi-weekly pod, which is just him talking either about the Knicks or something else. It's basically Schwinn's place to just do whatever the hell Schwinn wants. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good time. I was on there somewhat recently. I don't know, I guess like a week and a half ago, times flat circle. Uh, so you could get that as well. There are also other tiers ranging anywhere from 15 to $100 a month and get you all kinds of stuff, including... Uh, listening in on Pod Strickland episodes being recorded, uh, hosting a Pod Strickland episode, and uh, merch discounts on our merch store, all kinds of other great stuff. So check that out, patreon.com slash the Strickland. And without further ado, guys, let's get into all these questions, because again, we have a bunch of them. So our first one, uh, I don't really have any categories up until we, I had set aside like a nerdy Marvel Thor Love and Thunder category, and then of course, uh, uh, Nick's bailed that bag after dark, but our first question here. Oh, wait, Alex. One quick thing that I just thought of before we start. Um, The Batman is now on HBO Max, so I would like to watch it. But I did tell my wife we have to watch it one day. Yeah, yeah, But, you know, when we go, when we come back in two weeks, when we're back on in two weeks, I think that should be our, hey, if you want to give us Batman questions, hopefully Alex and Zach will have watched within the next two weeks. And we can, uh, I'll definitely have watched from two, by two weeks from now, I'll definitely have watched the Batman. Because I want to talk about the Batman. And I know Jake Andrews especially wants to talk about the Batman. He had so many questions. I saw it already. So uh, it's not on me. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you done holding this up with your stupid Batman bullshit? (laughs) Oh, yeah. My stupid Batman bullshit. All right. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. You've got mail. All right. Our first question comes from the Discord from BXBoy71. Uh, Brooklyn, Miami, Atlanta, and Boston. Rank them from one to four, your most hated, one being the worst, uh, so the most hated. If you had to watch one of these teams crown champion, which one could you stomach? Uh, then uh, BX Boy made sure to add, I hate Brooklyn, but I think if they won, I would get pleasure in seeing Durant's face when he sees there are only 10 people at the parade. Uh, two fans, five cops, <laughs> three homeless people displaced by that shitbag mayor. Um, Matt, which give us your, your hate ranking, one to four. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a good argument for Brooklyn being at the bottom. Like, I, they annoy me, but mostly because they're like like a little yippy dog, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Kyrie's an embarrassing piece of shit. They just get vaccinated already, dude. Um, Kevin Durant's like clearly still wants to be on the Knicks, so you he know, tries extra hard to troll the Knicks right. because he wants to yeah. be on so bad. And and like BX Boy said, they have, they have ten fans. <laughs> Like, it's just hard for me to actually care about them. They just mostly annoy me. But, like, I don't really give a shit. Um, I would say Atlanta's three. Um, if you asked me this about six months ago, they would have probably been one. But, you know, like, they're not even that great this year. I don't care as much about Trey Young anymore. Uh, the Knicks obviously don't have ride with them because the Knicks stunk this year. So, like, yeah. I, I they I still don't like them, but like I just don't 
hate them as much as I did in the wake of the playoff series. Um, I think I'd go. Uh, um, I think I go Miami two, and then Boston one. Um, I put Miami below Boston because I will always love Jimmy Butler. So I can't fully put I can't fully put Miami at the top with him on that team. And but like Boston's Boston, we obviously hate Boston team the most. We're from New York. Yeah, Zach, how you feel about that ranking? Uh, I mean, I have a hard time with this because it's all like I have a hard time parsing through my hate to a degree with of like nuance, right? Like, like with things that I like, I enjoy thinking about them and being like, oh, I like this because of this. With things I hate, I just hate them. So it's interesting in my own head right now. Like, oh, who do I hate more, Boston or Brooklyn? Uh, I think the answer is still number one, Boston, because fuck them forever. Um, just as like a, a rule of the universe. Uh, I'm actually going to go a little pivot here. Fuck Atlanta, dude. Fuck Trey Young. I, 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 I admire that Matt can move on so easily. I cannot. He represents everything that I hate about the stylistic part of the league, even though he's good, which is free throw, baiting bullshit, and just being smaller than everyone. Uh, I appreciate the fact that he's a heel, but fuck him. Uh, and I hope he never wins anything ever. And then I will go Brooklyn and then Miami. Miami, obviously, you know, I, I didn't really follow the Knicks back in the day. So I don't really have that much. Like, my hatred of Miami is from the LeBron era, really, which was also hatred. But, you know, it's not the same as, as that, like, that old school hatred. You know what I mean? Yeah, get out of my head. That's actually my that's my ranking as well. Ooh, got, yeah. Boston, Boston number one because the Paul Pierce stink will never wear off. Okay, and also, by the way, the Paul Pierce stink will never wear off his pants because he shit himself. Because <laughs> he did shit himself that one game. He pretended like he had the worst injury ever. But it was just a little constipated and or had diarrhea. I don't know which to this day, but something was ailing him. Um, just had to take a big dump. Um, yeah, but like... So the difference between them, because I also have Miami four, the difference was like the Knicks Miami quote unquote rivalry during like the mellow years was not a rivalry at all. The Knicks took one game off them and dropped confetti, <laughs> um, and that was it. You know, otherwise they were just the doormat for the Heat. So it wasn't really much of a rivalry. Whereas like we actually got like a few pretty entertaining series out of the the Celtics and the Knicks during those years, um, as well as you know in present day. It just like those regular season matchups always always hit different, um, and then uh, uh, Atlanta is still number two because yeah, just every time Trey Young talks, I just want him to die. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I just I hate listening to his voice, and I don't think he deserves anything. Um, he's just he's so smarmy, and he's such a smarmy is a good word. Um, yeah, and then and then Brooklyn I think is number three just because it's just. You know, their fans are so annoying. The team is so annoying. The team is like Kyrie is an anti-vaxxer and is just so desperate to be a martyr. Like Kevin Durant tries to be like extra fucking deep about everything and especially like cover for Kyrie. Like today when he's like, oh, the hatred comes from a place of love on both sides because they both used to like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's not that deep, dude. Calm the fuck down. They hate him because he's an asshole. Um, and then uh, and then Miami, like, on top of the fact that the, the Knicks haven't really had a meaningful rivalry with them in, like, 
over 25 years um, or about 25 years. I think the other thing with that is uh, I appreciate the fact that Jimmy Butler seems to like actively want to mentor RJ Barrett every time that they play each other. Right. So, and like the heat, it's, I mean, look, I know there's all the old wounds of the past, but it's also just kind of hard to not just like respect them. And the fact that they like, pull players out of the ass crack of free agency and turn them into like functional role players every single year. So yeah, I think that's the heater number four for me. And like, if they went all the way and won the title this year, I'd be like, Oh, that's annoying. But I wouldn't be like, this is the end of the world. I want to fucking like break everything. So yeah, I think that's, that's where I'm at with them. Um, So yeah, you guys have anything to add to that before we get to our next question? No, no. All right. Nice, easy one coming up next. You've got mail. Uh, ZMP323, the typical Tibbs hater out of the Discord, <laughs> wants to know which player would you rather trade for and why? Donovan Mitchell or Shea Gilgis Alexander? Uh, Zach, you can tackle this one first. Uh, so that you can't just go, I agree. Yeah, everyone, I mean, I guess things could change in the next like 24 hours, well, 48 hours, but uh, I think pretty easily Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, just feel like there's more untapped upside there. He plays a uh, a style that's a little more conducive to the way I would want a team to ideally play. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Mitchell, but there's some questions there that aren't necessarily there for Gilders Alexander, you know? Yeah, huh. I, I feel that. Zach, what do you, or sorry, Matt, what do you think? I, that's really interesting because I like SGA didn't have a great year this year. Yeah, but like, you gotta, you gotta question like, so I guess I'll get to this in my part because I was going to say SGA. Just go. Yeah. yeah, I'll just go. But, like, I, I was going to say SGA, too, and I was going to say, like, I don't – I so obviously I think that his, like, shooting, like, 42% from three last year and then going back to, like, 30% this year, I think he splits the difference. Like, I think who he actually is is more like a 35 36% three-point shooter on good volume um, who shoots really well at the free throw line, like, good overall – you know, we'll have like a 55 or higher, like true shooting or whatever. And then also we'll get you like six, six boards, six assists, all that shit. But I also just think he's like way more defensively versatile and defensively lethal than Mitchell. But like my big thing that I was going to say was like, I just, as far as not putting too much stock in this year, like he played 56 games. I feel like he could have realistically played more than that. Had Presty not been like, well, uh, 20 games are up time to tank, you know? And and like kept sporadically like resting him, not resting him. Like, I feel like for a scorer and like a number one option type player, it's got to be really hard to get yourself hyped up. A to play for a team that doesn't want to play for anything, but then B like to find and keep a rhythm when you're constantly in and out of the lineup like that. So I don't really know how much stock I put in him having kind of a down year this year. I just know I I think the fact that he's like a few years younger plus seems to have more like, you know, like more untapped potential, but also is a really, really, really good player as is right now. I think, I think he's the guy I would go for. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is, right. Like he also hasn't been the playoffs. Like we don't really know how he's going to do. He has been the one year with, uh, with CP three. Oh, I don't even remember that. Was that his rookie year? That was his second year. When, oh, he, when he yeah, he wasn't very good in that, but though, right? Yeah, I remember Chris Paul was sort of taking the lead there. Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, I think so. I'm I trying remember to, him I'm being very up great. His playoffs numbers here, real R- quick. regardless. Like, I think it's. I mean, even bubble or no bubble, Mitchell has 
proven more in the playoffs, which is not actually he's he's made it to the playoffs twice. I mean, he's not Donovan Mitchell level in the playoffs, but his rookie year they did make it with the Clippers. I forgot about that too. Oh, that yeah. that's right. He was on the Clippers. Oh God, yeah. right? Doesn't this feel like ancient history? Just yeah, his, his rookie year uh, in a six-game series, 30 minutes per game, shot 47%, 50% from three, 14 points, uh, three boards, three assists, yeah. and then did improve on that his second year with OKC with that Chris Paul team, seven-game series against the Rockets, played in 40 minutes a game, shot 43%, 40% from three. Uh, shot 96% for the free throw line, granted on not a lot of attempts. Uh, but averaged 16 points, five boards, four assists. So yeah, it's not, it's not, not, not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. It's not Donovan Mitchell. No, and yeah, yeah, and Mitchell has obviously been in the playoffs every single year of his career, I think. So. Right. It gives a little more experience that way. Um, it's also crazy to think that they came out only one year apart in the draft, and yet Mitchell is like, t- I guess, two years older than him. I guess it's not that crazy. I mean, Mitchell was a sophomore. He was a freshman. But Mitchell just feels a lot older yeah, than he does. 25 right. to me. I didn't realize it was that close, to be honest. Yeah. 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 You you guys were talking like he was like 30. And I was like, I don't think Donald Mitchell is old. You think no, he no. Mitchell, I thought he was Mitchell's like 26, 25, right? Actually. Yeah. I thought he was 26. So okay. I was one year off. I yeah. said a few years. But, yeah, either way. Matt, you can get your two cents in here. Um, I'm also picking SGA, but – mostly for a value reason. Um, I think Mitchell's better. I think he'll be better long-term, but uh, the Knicks will be a little, you know, it'll, it'll cost a little bit less to theoretically trade for SGA, especially given that he wasn't amazing last year. And like, you know, wait, you the think so? Really? What? You think it'll be what? less for SGA? Yeah. Oh, I, I honestly, I honestly thought it'd be more. No, because OKC is going to look at it as slightly a value of just getting rid right. of good players so they can be bad yeah. for Lemonyama. Right, exactly. Like they, they're not going to want. The thing is, who they're going to, they're not going to want to take back. They probably want quickly, but that's like it for like legitimate access. Then it's just be a bunch of picks, which is fine. Um, because I think they want Obi also, he would fit. I, I just don't. I don't think the Knicks would have to give up both those they, guys. They don't want that many good players right now. Like, and, and like, Rusty straight Obi up is, is like is basically like openly. Oh, he had a two-hour press conference. What a saying. Yeah. He's also fully admitting, like, with a straight face, that he is like blatantly playing the NBA. Yeah, but they might view SGA as one of those pieces that you you tank for. I, you know I, I don't think they do think because they, they like they like totally marginalized him this year. Well, but yeah, but they're trying to lose. But you can't. It, it doesn't. Like, They've been trying to lose for like four years in a row. Well, yeah, like, I mean, both those teams are not. You don't, good you know, if you if SGA is a player you take tank for, you don't like fucking kick him to the curb. Just continue to tank. Like that is not even Sam Presti knows that's a terrible idea. He would not be doing that if he thought SGA was going to be on their. I don't know. Team. I think that's totally what they're doing. <laughs> no, I, I mean really he's, he's good. He's a really ridiculous. really good player. I don't think they think he's bad. I just think they are like he's about to get expensive. He's getting the fuck. We're getting him the fuck out of here. I think more what's going to happen, more so than even just OKC wanting to get rid of him, too. I think that he's going to be like, if you're going to do this to me for another year, get me the Oh, that's Yeah, well, that's, yes, I agree with that. But I still think, I think he's going to, I mean, I would imagine it's going to be more or less the same price, if anything. Well, I, I guess that would be the real test, right? Like, it, you know, if SGA comes to them this offseason and says, if you pull that shit again and and, like, intentionally sit me, or like, if that's your plan, please trade me. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. If that's yeah, because like, if he so let's say to your point, Alex, let's say he does like, hey, I'm putting you on notice. If you guys fuck around this year, I'm demanding a trade next summer. Mm-hmm. Next summer, 
IQ and Obi are one more year till free agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the Thunder will, I mean, so like you still want some, you need to like have, you need to take somebody of value back, but like they're not going to want both of those guys. Cause like that, what, pay both of them. it defeats the purpose of trading SGA. If you're going to take back two guys, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. So like, um, they're going to take back one of them. I and mean, that's the other thing, right? Like an SGA trade gets a little complicated. You're imagining a Donovan Mitchell trade probably this year, next year. If it's, if Donovan Mitchell goes next year instead, like, I don't know. The Knicks are in position, unfortunately, where like the Jazz probably be more willing to take back IQ and Obi and like guys who are about to get expensive because they want to just be good. But like it gets a little more complicated given where their assets are in their contracts um, next summer. Yeah. So like this is probably the summer to pull the trigger, um, which is the argument for Mitchell because like if the Jazz lose to the Mavericks, I think he's going to ask out. Um, yeah. Especially, so, they, especially if Luca is like not present for like half. Right, yeah, I mean, without their best player, if they beat them. That's like yeah. not good. Um, so I, I can, like I think it's more likely that Mitchell asks out this year, and that SGA is like, hey, this is your last chance, Thunder. Or I'm going to ask out next year, um, unless they just—I mean, the, the Thunder might just want to trade him right now. Like that could happen too. But I think the Knicks, like, ultimately, well, yes, I'd pick SGA because I think they'd have to give up a little bit less for him. Like I'm talking like one asset, which can matter obviously in the long run. Um, but I would, whichever, if one of those guys becomes available this summer, I think you pull the trigger because like IQ and Obi especially are like. Price wise, at a good point in their value curve, Obi like obviously he had those last few games where he looked amazing and like it's clearly there for him to be take a leap next year, but he hasn't actually done it yet. So that is a complicating factor against trading Obi this year. Um, but I think quickly is like the guy that's going in either of these scenarios um, as much as we all love him. So like that's and he has clearly taken the leap already. Like he's very good. So. Um, those are my thoughts. What a weird way to end that. <laughs> yeah, I think we can we could probably move on. But yeah, basically, this summer, if they can swing something, probably is the time. Because I say this all the time, but like, young players on rookie deals have expiration dates. Right. Of when they stop being rookies on cheap deals that where they're outplaying their value every night. And then yeah. they have to get paid their actual value at a certain point, And then they become way less valuable. Yeah, if you're um, one year away from restricted free agency, you're just like... You're still valuable, but like not at. They're much more valuable this year than next year, especially IQ. Given that he clearly is like, you know, he's gonna be good already. Oh, but you can make an argument that his value could still go up because he starts playing well again next year. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, but uh, either way, I'd be happy with either player. I give SGA the slight edge just because of player archetype and and his age and everything else. And as you said, Matt, probably just a little less expensive to get. You've got mail. Uh, all right, next question also comes from ZMP323. Actually, two more coming from, from ZMP. Uh, after they both balled out during the last game of the season, which player finished the season with a higher MSR, IQ or Obi? <laughs> Is this a subtweet? tweet? Yes. What, what's, what's MSR? Uh, I don't know what it actually stands for, nor the methodology, but it's a, it's a stat cooked up by uh, a former um, online Knicks personality. That oh no <laughs> oh um, our our nemesis yeah one of them <laughs> uh so who's uh who had the higher MSR uh, it's IQ. IQ. 
I have it right here in front of me. I think I, I think it's Obi, um, only because IQ, um, you know, I like IQ in his role, which is a fourth guard on a good team. But when you hit the playoffs, IQ is going to get exposed in isolation because his isolation defense numbers are not the best, which lowered his MSR. That's my take. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, sure. All right, deal. <laughs> Zach has no fucking clue. Wait, um, can you? You can cut this if you have to. Who? Who are we talking about? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm definitely leaving it. Yeah, <laughs> it's Tommy oh, come D. Come on, that's what I thought. I, I thought it was Tommy D. I just don't like. I vaguely remember this fucking thing. I don't know. I'm. I'm like really. I'm also distracted by the Mets game. Um, How's Scherzer doing? Is he still have a no hitter? Well, okay, you fucking jinxed it. Wait, did he literally give up a hit? <laughs> no, but he does. He does have a no hitter going right now. We were literally now. talking about it before the show. We would. I know, but like now it's out in the ether even more. This will be like you sound very stressed, man. If he gives up a hit, this isn't live. Can you this leave this in? Live. But if he like, if he has given up a hit after this comes out tomorrow, <laughs> we're going to blame for ruining the no hitter retroactively. All, right. All right. Well, everybody will know then. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that, are you going to pay attention for this one? Or are you too distracted by a match? I, I mean, the problem is, like, I was only half paying attention because, like, I didn't know what the fuck it was about. So it was like, whatever, I'm just going to watch the match. But oh. you've got mail. All right, this one is a little more, a little less subtweety. Uh, ZMP three two three asks, "You have the opportunity to grab drinks with one current and one past Nick at the same time. Which players would you choose?" Ooh, this is easy. Clyde is the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yep, one, yep, right? Clyde. Yep. It can't be anyone else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry to all other former Knicks. I just, I, I think there are a lot of really interesting former Knicks too. Yeah. Like, J.R. Smith. Is I was really, going like, to say J.R. Yeah. Like he's really coming to his own and and has really grown up a lot since he was with the Knicks. Like, Carmelo, I think actually would be pretty interesting. We all like Carmelo here, so we can say that without getting yeah. tomatoes thrown at us. Um. <laughs> You know, Ewing would probably have some great stories. John Stark seems cool, but it, it could only be Clyde. It's it's only Clyde. Actually, you know who's a, a dark horse, though? I'll say I went to an event one time that um, Dick Barnett was at. And that dude has lived a life, man. And he he is so smart and, like, interesting to listen talk. So if I, I would give him a, a dark horse candidate. All right, he had a hit. Great job. Did they get a hit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one batter later. Who cares? What inning is it? He's it's already. It's not like it would be his first one no. ever. It's not like no, it would be the first like, one from the Mets ever. Like, chill. Yeah, except Johan Santana was like technically no hitter, but we all know it wasn't really no hitter. So whatever. Anyway, all right. Um, so who's the who's the current Nick? And it's at the same time, so it's got to be someone that's going to really drive a call. I'm going to go Obi. I feel like that'd be a fun dynamic. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, dude, Obi's awesome. Dude, yeah, Obi's mad. I, I'm picking Mitch. Okay, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I guess it depends on if you just want to have like a chill evening with like a few drinks or whatever. If you want like Mitch being a big goof, yeah, yeah. exactly. I feel like no, Mitch that's what. Like, well, also, like, I just want Clyde calling Mitch Rob to his face over and over again, and Mitch <laughs> being like, "Who the fuck are you talking to?" <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny. Actually. Um, yeah, I think. I, I think either of those are good choices. Also, RJ kind of falls in that same category. Is like I feel like he'd be just pretty chill. But like I feel like Obi has a little more of a personality. Like RJ is definitely like like a stone cold like basketball yeah. player. Like 
he would just want to like talk shop the whole time. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Whereas Obi would just kind of like talk about whatever I feel like. So yeah, I I like either of those picks, Obi or Mitch. I think, I think that's pretty good. I can't really think of anyone else that would jump out to me. Definitely not Randall. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) Uh, Well, it, it had to be said. I mean, well, maybe if it could have been 2020 to 21 Randall, but not 21 to 22 Randall. Um, anyway, all right, moving to our next question. You've got mail. This comes from Stacy Patton, uh, who you can find on Twitter, or this happened to come out of the Discord. I like this one. This is an interesting question. Uh, the Knicks are in what feels like a unique position, going eight to nine deep of young guys who have all established themselves as, at minimum, solid rotation players. Except so Randall. Except Randall. Well, I wouldn't consider him a young guy either. Um, <laughs> he's 27. He's not that old. But he's pretty old. Um <laughs> But there doesn't appear to be any no doubt about it. Stars, just a lot of good players. Is there a team this reminds you of or a blueprint to make the best of that situation, especially if the Knicks add another solid draft pick this year? I have a team that jumps way out to me, but I'm curious if either of you are thinking of that team. Do either of you have a team that comes to, to mind? Uh, not offhand. Okay. Matt, do you have one you could think of? I, I'm curious. Like... I have one like on the tip of my tongue, but I'm like not. I'm like imagining the players, but it's not coming together. So say what you're gonna say. It's the the post mellow trade Nuggets. Oh, that's oh. not what I was thinking. But that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah, that's a good one. They had Gallinari, who honestly has never made an All Star team, but has been like a solid, solid player and developed into a really solid player with them. They had Chandler, same deal. They had Felton immediately, who then left them like a year or two later. But they had Ty Lawson who was, again, really good point guard, but never made an all-star team or anything. Like, I don't think... I don't think a single player off those teams... Yeah, that's, that's it. It's a really good one. Yeah. It's a really good one. But they, but they were, like, a 55-win team one year. Yeah, they were good. They, yeah, like, they won... They were, like, almost game for game with the 12-13 Knicks, I think. Um, was Kenneth Fareed already on that team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Farid was on that Remember team. Remember that too. fucking guy? Jeez. Yeah. I think I think Farid was on the team, too. I'm actually looking back at that roster now. Now I'm really curious. Like the 12-13 Nuggets, maybe? Let's see who all was on that team. Let's see. 12-13. Felton was already gone because he went right back yeah, to the next. He was on the next. But Ty Watson so, was on that team. So 12-13 Nuggets. They still had Iguodala. So I guess he made an all-star team. Um, so they hadn't lost. Yeah, but he's not like a... He was I a mean, thirteen point per game guy with that. right. Like he, he's like a a really solid player, but he's not like a early in his career. He looked like he was going to be a star, and then he sort of leveled out as just like a really great like role player that plays amazing defense. Right. Um, Ty Lawson, Gallinari, Fareed, Andre Miller, oh. um, which would be like their Derrick Rose coming up this year. Right. Um, Wilson Chandler, Corey Brewer, who was twenty six at the time, Costa Kufus. Uh, JaVale McGee, who was 25 at the time, got some decent minutes for them. Uh, Evan Fournier at 20 years old. Oh, wow. His career. Uh, Jordan Hamilton, uh, Mozgov, of course, Anthony Randolph. Wow. And yeah, so that was like the pretty much the lineup wow. over all the guys that got like pretty much any minutes. So <laughs> Anthony Randolph. <laughs> but that team went 57 and 25. They're actually better than the Knicks that year. It's crazy that they were better than them. Like, and in the West. And that Knicks team was great, but they, yeah. they were even better. Yeah. So, and they lost to the Warriors though in the first round. So, well, unsurprising. Which was uh, the year before 
the Warriors got really, really good. Um, oh, because Mark Jackson was still there. Yeah, more surprising. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that was actually – it was like the 3-6 matchup that year. And right, yeah, because the Warriors – yeah, yeah. The Warriors lost in the second round, and like that's when they fired Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which um, – So the team I was thinking of, I think this is they, – well, they're a little overqualified for this, but I was thinking of like the, the Marcus All Grizzlies. Yeah, that uh, – yeah, like because – like I think Gasol and Zebo both got right. Oscar they're like that's what I'm saying. So they're like Actually, probably no, stars. Might not have ever gotten one with them. Now that I think about it. Now I'm gonna look up Zebo and see. Like they're like, but either way, Gasol and, and Zebo are both like lunch pail, you know, quote unquote stars. Like that's stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the way yeah, Zebo actually got two yeah. All Star nods in Memphis. He got one his first year there, and then one hit in twelve thirteen. Actually, twelve mm. thirteen is like the most magical year ever. Apparently, <laughs> um, either way, I feel like that team is like of of a piece with what Stacey's talking about, even if they're like like I said, a little overqualified. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a that's another good yeah. example. I'm trying to think like recent history. Uh, I mean the Hawks. That's I was kind of thinking Young is like one of the best players in the league. No, no, I was thinking the the number one seed Hawks. The uh, yeah, the the all five are all stars Hawks. Yeah, but oh, like, oh, okay, because you said recently, so I was uh, like, I, you say recently, and then Hawks. I'm thinking of like the past year. Was that not? No, no, not the long ago, or we just getting old. When it was when it was Jeff T, Kyle Korver. Uh, no, it wasn't that long ago, Zach. I was just thinking of like the more recent iteration. Who was our starting three? Oh, was it Kent? Damari Carroll. Damari. Yeah, Damari Carroll. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and oh uh, and then uh, Al Horford and, and Millsap, uh, Millsap, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah that was a good, that's a good one. That's that that's like the ceiling, right? Like yeah. Millsap would be like Obi as like his fully realized self. Like uh, Horford is very different from Mitch, but you know, same general like caliber of player. If Mitch would like kind of hit a ceiling, like a defensive anchor sort of like. <laughs> Teague and IQ. Hopefully, IQ would be a little better. But Teague with the Hawks was pretty good, like legitimately. Um, and then I guess you just I, RJ. You would hope would be. I guess RJ would be more like their version of like Teague, sort of like the engine and everything. But then I don't know. Like I still can't believe all five of them made the All Star team, <laughs> or like four out of five. Yeah, that was like, was like that was ridiculous. Yeah, it was just it, that was so like I was just like wow. Okay, yeah, they're a good story, but like that's yeah, that's please. a bit much. That's that's embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that more just spoke to how bad the East was at that time. Yeah, that like, like because that so that was twenty fourteen fifteen. I'm looking to see who who made the All Star team off that roster now. Uh, it doesn't actually say, uh, but I, I remember it was like four of them. I think Carroll didn't make it, but Horford, T, Corver, and Millsap all made it. And Corver was a twelve point per game role player, made the All Star team because he shot forty nine percent from three. I guess so. That was that was certainly a time to be alive, but yeah, I think those are good examples. Um, any other ones coming? No. To your mind before we move to the next question? No, no, no. No. Once, twice, sold. Okay. All right. And real quick, I just got to let everybody know that today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet 
up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Get five dollars. Bet five dollars on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You've got mail. Next uh, question comes from Twitter. How may I take your order <laughs> at Julius McRandall's? This is a great Twitter handle that definitely got That's me. That's what Julius that. will be doing in two years. <laughs> yeah, this is, definitely, <laughs> no, this is definitely a handle that was made in the last like month or so. Um, how realistic do you think Spite it to the Knicks is? If he's made available, what would your offer be? Probably should have put this earlier after that. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. Um, I just started talking, so I guess I'll go. Uh, I think very if he's made available, like he's going to want to come here. That's not even like, Oh, everyone's come to the Knicks bullshit. Like his dad has worked for the Mets his entire life. Um, And was a Met. And was a Met. I thought, I think his dad was a player for the Mets. Was he? Yeah. I believe you. I just didn't know that. Um, Look it up just to be sure. Either way. He's like, regardless, the like Donovan Mitchell's dad has worked for the Mets for sure for his whole life. So, um, he so he grew up in New York. He like openly talks about how much he loves it and wants to be at home. Like I, I think he obviously he can't control where the Jazz trade him, but I think it's pretty likely that he would be pushing as hard as he could for them to send him here. Um, and the Knicks can like I don't really know that, that many teams can beat the Knicks offer if it's. I, I think Alex, we were talking about this the other day, and like we landed on something like IQ, either Obi or the draft pick this year, and then like four more draft picks. Yeah, plus like whatever that. salary filler is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about the possibility of a three-team trade where Randall would go to either the Lakers or the Pacers, and then those teams would just give extra shit to the Jazz to sweeten the pot a little bit. Um, I would be. I'll probably eat my words in, in August, but I I would be surprised if he were traded this summer and it wasn't to the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. If he asks for a trade, he's going to say the Knicks for sure. Like then it's up to Utah to honor that or not. But there was something that I, I think that I read something that like the jazz had, maybe there was just Lillard's thing, but I, I thought I read something like the jazz at one point had sort of said to Mitchell to like, well, if you ever went out, like we'll accommodate or whatever, like, you know, we'll try to work with whatever team you want to go to or some shit. Like, which has always kind of been the standing offer with yeah. Miller too. Right. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, Donovan Donovan Mitchell Sr. did not play for the Mets. He was just a minor league baseball player, apparently. He never made it yeah. into the majors. So yeah, I, I think he's just been like a scout or whatever, but it, right? Yeah, but he's his father is uh, serving as a director of player relations for the New York Mets. Oh, right. Okay. So... Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it would probably cost about what you said, you know, hopefully not much more than that. If you start getting into the territory of like quick, like Grimes and the pick this year, plus like four first round picks or something, it starts to get a little steep for me. Um, just cause I'm like, if you're giving up that much depth, how good is the team that's left behind? Um, <clears throat> and how much room do you have to make it better? So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat there. Um, I think um, 
I, I think it would cost about what you said. And, and yeah. I think I, I if I was going to rank a likelihood, I'd say, uh, I don't know, like if they get eliminated by Dallas, I would put it almost like a 70% chance or higher that he asks out. And probably like within that 70% chance, like an 80% chance that he asks specifically for the Knicks. Um, just because of the relationships to both New York and to Leon Rose yeah. and everything else, and to Johnny Bryant and like right. every yeah. possible connection that the Knicks have forged here over these last couple of years. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm at too. Zach, do you have any any additional thoughts on that? No, I agree with you guys completely. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to start the next question because every okay. time you do an I agree, you have to do <laughs> the next question and start it. Wow, sorry uh, for being efficient, guys. <laughs> My bad. All right. <laughs> You've got mail. Our next question comes to us uh, from Jake Andrews at NY Critics, our buddy Jake on Twitter. Jake wants to, well, this isn't really a question, but Zach, I'm going to throw it to you anyway. Uh, IQ, RJ, and Obi are greater than the Wedding Toast trio, which of course was uh, Amari, Carmelo, and Chris Paul. Oh. And then Jake says, explain why I'm right. Zach, explain why Jake's right. Uh, because the Wedding Toast trio did not happen and therefore is null. And therefore, <laughs> I am better than the Wedding Toast trio. Yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> are, we are. The Tall Boys are better than the Wedding Toast trio. They've <laughs> never played basketball together. That's the yeah. answer. Yeah. I mean, and even even if the, the trio had gotten together, by the time that – the CP3 trade would have been able to happen. Amari's knees would have been toast already anyway. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Chris Paul and Mello would have been like probably, as much as I love RJ, um, IQ, and Obi, Chris Paul and Mello in like 2014 are probably better alone than those three. So. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. That's probably true. But again, doesn't matter. It didn't happen. That's yep. why he's right. Yeah. I, I, I hope that's the answer that Jake was looking for because I don't have anything to add to that either. I, I don't think it is, but it that is the actual answer. I think he wanted us to be like, well, you know, Amari's knees are shot. Melo sucks because we're James and uh, Chris Paul, you know, whatever. I don't know. All I have to say is my name is Zach and I agree. Uh, <laughs> well, now you have to go first next time, Alex. Uh, now this one, this one's for you, actually. Sorry. You've got mail. Uh, this one's also from Jake Andrews. Why hasn't Merrick Garland done anything about Leon Rose's blatant disregard of the NYC beat writer's subpoena? As our resident lawyer man, uh, you have to tell us what's going on here. He's too busy blatantly disregarding all the evidence that should lead him to prosecute Donald Trump. There you go. <laughs> it's very distracting to very distracting to not put Donald Trump in jail. So he doesn't have time to think about Leon Rose <laughs> disregarding the writers. Matt, you're on fire today. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I agree. No, okay. All right. Now we gotta go to the next question. But thank you, Jake, for those. I think we hear from Jake again in a couple of minutes when we get to the nerdy section. Uh, our next questions come from G Baked in the Discord. Uh, first question, what question would you ask Leon Rose in a press conference? Give a legitimate answer that you would actually want an answer to and a question that would make him regret making himself available. Um, so the first the first part of this, and I've I've long been vocal about this because I think that I think there are actually some things that the beat writers go like like get annoyed by with how things are going in the present day that actually makes sense to me like being upset about not having pre-game or post-game access to the locker room yeah 
I can understand because they, they actually do. That's where a lot of work gets done. Like that's where a lot of interviews happen. Like if you're trying to put together a feature story or something like, like Bondi actually, for as much as everybody hates Bondi, like he tweeted at some point this season, like if we had been allowed in the locker rooms, I, I would have loved to have written a story about Derek Rose's hat. And like what was up with that, like red, like knit Fez hat that he was wearing all year. Um, And like, I agree, like that would have been an interesting story. Maybe a fan did it that for him or, you know, a family member or something, you know, who knows, but we'll never know because they weren't able to get in there. The Leon Rose stuff is so incredibly stupid that they're constantly just being like, why doesn't Leon Rose do a press conference to talk to us? Like Sam Presti talks for two and a half hours and answers the same question 500 times in a row. It's like, because what answer do you think he's going to give you? That's different than like what they did on the interview with Mike Breen on MSG or like any statement that he would put out. Like he's not going to just suddenly be like, Oh yeah. Oh, you want our wish list? Hold on. Do you want to just come to my office real quick? I can show you the whiteboard. Like we have all the names written up there. Feel free to take pictures, you know, like here's a list of all the, all the agents I've been talking to lately. Oh, you want to know what the, the figures are for Mitch's extension? Yeah. We've offered him uh Oh, let's see here. Four years for 54 million. They said no to that. So we've been doing an ongoing. It's like, he's not going to say this shit, no matter what question you ask him. And if you ask him a million times, a million different ways, like is Julius Randall going to be a Nick next year? He's never just going to be like, no, he's not. Fuck Julius Randall. We're getting rid of him. Even if, that's what he's, <laughs> even if that's what he's feeling. Or if you ask him a million different ways, like, well, so are you going to trade for Donovan Mitchell? Or like, are there any players that happen to play in Utah that you're interested in right now? He's ever going to blatantly tamper and be like, yes, we're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell this offseason. So as far as like the first part, of, and you guys can feel free to say that there's a question, like a, a, a serious question you would ask. But like I might ask, you know, some question that I have an answer to, but I wouldn't expect a good answer because he's just always going to come with a prepared line of Wait, response. So, so what if we slightly pivot this and say that he has to answer you truthfully? Because oh, I, that might be what G-Big meant. Okay, so if he takes truth serum? Yeah, 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 like a truth serum situation. All right. I don't I like think it is what he meant, but I'm, I'm down for it. Oh, because he said, give a legitimate answer that, a legitimate question that you would actually want to answer to sort of implies that maybe, I mean, whatever, either way. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with changing the parameters. Yeah. I just don't think that's what he's asking. We could, we could treat it that <laughs> way. So we'll say that he has to actually answer it. So, all right. Uh, does anybody have one that jumps to mind as far Apparently as... Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I would just want it like an open-ended one. Like, tell me how you feel about Julius Randle. That I want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know say, if he's on the same page as us. Yeah. I would say, um, are you willing to be more hands-on with how Tibbs coaches the team? if he continues yeah. doing things this way. Oh, okay. Or like, yeah, or something like, were you okay with like, especially given that, and we get a question about this in a few questions, but like, especially given that, that Berman is going around saying Tibbs openly admits he was wrong to not yeah. play the other players for so long. Were you okay with him fucking doing that? Right. Yeah. yeah. And what are you going to do to make sure he doesn't do it again? Because just because he admitted he was wrong now doesn't mean he's not going to go back to his habits next year. Yeah, Julius Randle wrote a nice long op-ed in the Players' Tribune about how he was a changed man last year and then turned around and gave us this season. So This has turned into a Julius Randle shitting episode. I don't know. It's just, just funny because nobody's asking us, us about Randle for the first time in a while. We've mentioned him so many times. Yeah, now we are now we just feel the need to bring him up all the time because it's like, wait, why haven't we been asked about Julius Randle in like the last five <laughs> minutes? Um, 
Yeah, I I think that's I think that's pretty much it, right? Like we need to know the answers to the Randall situation and the Tibbs situation because those are the yeah. two biggest issues this year. Um, so what are the what's your like silly question that would make him regret making himself available? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, all right. What's <laughs> what's the most illegal thing that you've done to get a <laughs> client to sign with you at CAA? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. How many prostitutes have you ordered for? <laughs> <laughs> How many prostitutes have you ordered for tips? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I can just imagine that phone call of him being like, like he gets off like an angry phone call with tips, and then he just like he hangs up, and then like three seconds later he calls back. He's like, tips, tips, I'm sending you a prostitute tonight. You need this, and he's like, no, I need to watch more film. He's like, no, you need this. Like, you're gonna let her. Do whatever I pay her to do to you. That's wild. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, do you guys have any any silly questions? I, I just want to, not silly question, but just like to follow up what you were saying at the beginning of this about like how annoying the beat writers are about him not answering questions. I It just makes me care even less about it because they're so fucking fart sniffing yeah. about how this, like, it's just... I just don't care. I, like yeah. like you're saying, Alex, he's like not going to tell the truth. And what? We're all happy that Sam Presti like openly was like, I'm going to tank if we're not good next year again. Right. How is that like useful or good? Yeah. It's, it's terrible. terrible. We know. Everyone's raising the shit out of him for like saying that he's going to tank again. Well, and this is the other thing too, is that like Leon Rose could never be as honest as Sam Presti is because Sam Presti is everybody's like favorite little darling of a G. And also the Thunder don't have that many fans. So like, yeah, but like hold it to account. If Leon Rose would say that same statement, people would be ripping the Knicks a new asshole for like months of like, well, that's the thing, right? Like the fact that Leon Rose doesn't talk and not that all the beat writers are like this, but there are certain ones that are like, they're annoyed because they can't rip the Knicks a new asshole because Leon Rose doesn't say anything stupid. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah, I I just truly don't care about all that stuff. Um, But unless you guys have a, another funny question, I think we can move to our, our next question here. You've got mail. Also from uh, G bait, which is if I just clicked off to go look at something, was this year's defensive player of the year, a smart decision. They haven't announced the actual DPOY yet, right? Like, they just announced the finalists. No, they announced. No, it's Marcus Smart. Yeah, it's Marcus oh, was Smart. Marcus Smart officially announced? Yeah. I yeah. totally yeah. missed that somehow. Okay, which is why that was a, a really punny question, my GB. Oh, then well, there you go. I I think it was a mistake. Then I actually had only seen when they announced the finalists the other day. I didn't see that they had announced Smart. Uh, yeah, that's um, first off, that's a really quick turnaround from announcing finalists to announcing the winner. I thought that DPOY usually took longer. Either way, yeah, fuck Marcus Smart. He shouldn't win it. It should have been. I mean, if we're being completely honest, it should have been Gobert again. But they were probably just like, that's boring. But if we're being completely, completely honest, it should have been Jericho Sims. Yeah, if we're being, you know, if, if we're keeping it as honest as we possibly can. But, it, you know, out of the guys presented, if Gobert's getting ruled out just because, like, oh, we don't want to give him another one, then I would have given it to Bridges because he played for the best team. And yeah. they have a really good defense. So, like, why is this a question? Uh, and he's like probably the most integral parts of that defense. So I don't, I don't get it. So Marcus Smart sucks. Uh, <laughs> and fuck the Celtics to, once again. And fuck the Celtics once again. Anything else to add to that? No, no. Okay. 
All right, all right. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a, a long one here potentially. Another one from G Baked. You've got mail. Each of you pick three Nicks, no duplicates to play in a three v three tournament. Can only have players at the skill level they were during their time on the Nicks. So let's do this draft style. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm trying to think how I could do this impartially, where I do like a pick a number thing or whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh my god, this is not that important. <laughs> yeah. All right, I Matt. Matt the so all right, Matt. You get first pick. Zach, you get second. I get third, but snake picks. Fine. And then, okay. And then we'll go back and forth for cool. three rounds. All right. All right. So I'm your first pick. I'm picking Clyde. Okay. All right. I'm taking right. Mello. That was my other, yeah, my other one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Ewing, which seems interesting. Oh, three v three, yeah, because you play like a, you know, he can he can hold up in three v three. Okay. Protection is rim protection, baby. Yeah, fair enough. As well as but, post skills, there will be a more open lane for him to do his post shit in. Um, and uh, I feel like I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't take Spreewell, and he seems like a good <laughs> player for that style of game. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go Omari just for fun. Oh, interesting. Fun. Yeah, style points. I'm going for style points here, gentlemen. The problem is skill level. He was during the time on the Knicks. Like he's gonna have a knee injury. He had, no, he had was, that one was, year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah, peak of his powers. He was an MVP candidate. Yeah, no, I'm just fucking around. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. Huh. Oh my God, it's not that deep. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Matt, after shitting on you for the, for overthinking it, <laughs> it takes 45 yeah, seconds. Think it. Mm, let me think. I'm going to take quickly. Quickly? Oh. Yeah. Wow. So I got quite in quickly, and then I need a big man, obviously, at this point. Um, and I'm going to take Tyson Chandler. Huh. Oh. So you don't think Patrick Ewing works in this format? But you think Tyson? <laughs> well, no, I did, only because I have Clyde in quickly. Like, Tyson's just gonna have to like, you know, defend the other big man and then like be ready for some random dunks. Clyde and quickly are gonna be scoring all the points. Tyson oh. got Tyson got hung out to dry by Roy Hibbert. What do you think? Tyson was like dying of the flu when that happened. Well, he'll probably be dying of the flu here too. <laughs> That's true. If we're taking Tyson on the Knicks, that means his kids are getting yeah. him sick all the time. <laughs> Dude, in in COVID era too, I'm sure. Tyson yeah, true. No, he's not. <laughs> we're like this is like a weird time loop thing. We're not putting him in COVID era. All right, fine. All right, but um, again, his kids were like nuclear bombs of sickness and. 2012, so. Yeah. All right, Zach, it's your turn. Don't take the guy I want, but I think you're going to. <laughs> I kind of want to just round out the trifecta here and just go J.R. Smith. Damn it, you asked yeah. That was who I wanted. Oh, well. Just for All fun, right. man. That's so much fun. All right. Well, since this is like this is like New York hoops, street ball shit, I'm going to take Starberry. I think he'd be a great fit for this, this nice. type of competition. So Starberry, Sprewell, and Ewing. That's my team. How did you guys let me get such a good team? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Obviously, we don't agree with you. This is yeah. like the perfect format for my team, man. They, there's going to be so many elbows. Like, there's not going to be refs and stuff. Or is this going to be like Olympic 3v3? There's obviously going to be a ref. What are you talking yeah, about? What are you talking about? I don't know. The 3v3 tournament, I always just think like you fuck? go to the park and a bunch All of All right, people. there's no ref. My coach is Charles Oakley. <laughs> oh wow so you want your coach to fight my players yeah, exactly <laughs> my coach to fight your players <laughs> all right well my coach will be 
uh, Red Holzman. And Zach's is Tibbs. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Zach gets Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be nailing defensive rotations. I can three D three defensive rotations. With, with, Mel- with Melo and Mario. I forgot who was on that team. Oh. Wait, can you please make your coach tattoo and kill yeah. himself? Yeah. This is Team Chaos. <laughs> he would like actually either kill them or himself. Correct. <laughs> or both. Could be. Yeah, it might just be. You might not have a team. They might all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's the guy that we that we left off that one of us probably should have drafted was uh, Jamal Crawford. I feel like he'd be great. That's a good one. Yeah. I think my real coach, by the way, would be with this team would be Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, that's probably smart. I like. I, I actually would take. Uh, I actually would take Red. I think because. No, you should with that team. Yeah. yeah, because I think then he'll, you know, they already have the toughness and stuff built in. He'll instill, you know, passing and, and good schemes to them and all that shit. Good defense. I think that would be good. I think that's a good good lineup. All right. Well, now we have to leave it up to people. People will have to tell us on Twitter and in the Discord who they think would win because we're obviously going to pick our own teams. Except for Zach, maybe, who seems kind of hate his own team. I don't hate my own team. I love chaos. them. Thinks it's Team Chaos. Why? Yeah, it is Team Chaos. What are you talking about? Yeah, the Tim's coach of that team is like, I kind of want to vote for the next team. Right? It's so exactly. Good. Either this will coagulate into the best 3v3 team of all time, or it will explode in a supernova. Yeah. <laughs> it would actually burst a blood vessel in his head and like fall over with an annual. <laughs> I'm, yeah. uh, I'm just imagining like like it being like a, uh, like a sports movie. Zach's team goes out there and like, Literally in the first game, score zero points, <laughs> and then yeah. and then so they just come together. They realize they have to play defense the way Tim's wants, and then they like win the finals somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah they right. would be. Now you're getting it. it. Yeah, I guess we'll have to. I wonder if there's a three v three function in two K that I've never looked up before. Yeah, you can find that. That could be kind of fun. Uh, the outside of the park or whatever, but we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, Moving to our next questions here. These comes from uh, Jax365 in the Discord. You've got mail. And first question from Jax. Which vets would you guys trade away? Give your answer in list form from needs to leave to I'll keep him. Um, So actually, I mean, the list isn't super huge, obviously. So we have here, um, we have obviously Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, uh, Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Derek Rose, and I Taj. think that's it as far as Taj. guys. Is Taj under contract for next year, though? I think he's um, at home, right? I yeah, think, I think he, he's, he's not on the minimum. Be. He is making more than the minimum, but I oh. thought that he was on a. Uh, I thought it was a one. Maybe he's on a one year deal. I thought I thought he was on a like two year deal, but he might be on a one year deal. Yeah, I thought it was a one year, but I well, all right. Well, I mean, we'll leave him out because, like, honestly, it really doesn't matter if Tom's on, Tom's on the team or not. So, Tosh has non guaranteed second year. Okay, non guaranteed. They, they could just cut bait with him without yeah. having to do anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's only five guys. So it's it's again, it's Nerlens, Rose, Fournier, Randall, Burks. So how do we how do we feel about those guys in order? Uh, Zach, I mean, I think. Um... All of them are varying degrees of expendable. I am inclined to want to keep most. I guess that, like, I haven't really thought this through too much, but I would, I think my loose order would be Rose one, uh, Fournier two, Taj three. Just because, like, well, we're forgetting, we're not counting Taj. Get him off your list. Oh, okay. Um, 
what did I say? Rose Fournier. Then I you, you got Burks, Noel, and Randall left. Yeah, I want to say. <clears throat> God damn it! I I hate to go so far out on Randall, but it's hard not to. You know, like how how can I not? I mean, Randall then Burks, just because fucking Tibbs is going to play Burks at point guard. I'm so wait, sorry. where's where's Noel on your list? Oh, I don't. I never. I didn't even want them to resign Noel. I have no interest in keeping him. <laughs> he's already on the team. It's too late for that. All right, so yeah, he's, he's he's the one you most want gone. Then yeah, fine. I don't care. Okay. No right. disrespect to him. I'm sure he's a nice. All right. I I'm I would say most gone to like most want to keep. Yeah, I, I want Noel gone more than Randall even. Um, because like he clearly has like what is what are they going to do with him on the team next year? They they have Sims and and you know probably are going to resign Mitch. So like what what the fuck are you doing with Noel? He's obviously got to go. Um, Randall too. Uh, I think like there are scenarios in which Randall could be okay to keep around, but most of them involved getting rid of Tibbs, which is not going to happen. So that makes that kind of tough. Um, and then Burks and Fournier is a toss up. But I prefer Fournier, so I'd say I'd rather get rid of Burks. One of them has to go between Burks and Fournier. They can't both be on this team next year. So I would go Burks and Fournier. And yeah, I like I don't see much reason to get rid of Rose. Um the argument is I guess that like Tibbs will start him over quickly next year or, you know, whatever, but I'm just not really that worried about that. And he's been so useful for the young guys, they all love him, so I, I don't wanna send him out. I would say in a vacuum if the Knicks don't acquire a guy like a Brunson or something that I would say, hold on to Rose, but he does go down my list a little bit. If, if they're like dead set on like, we're going to sign Jalen Brunson and we also want to keep Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly and Deuce McBride. I wouldn't be cool with that. Cause I know the Tibbs would never play any of those guys together except for like maybe, well, he would probably play Rose and quickly together again off the bench exclusively and quickly only for like 14 minutes a game, which would just be really annoying after all the progress made this year. Um, so I think I'd probably say just in a vacuum, though, assuming that things stay basically status quo, I would want, yeah, I would agree, keep Rose. Because I actually do think Tibbs, of all players, he was actually pretty respectful of the fact that Rose yeah. seems to only want to play like 20 to 25 minutes a game this year um, before he got, you know, before he went down with the injury for the rest of the season. So Rose first, and then uh, as far as like most desirable to keep, I think I'm also team Fournier second, and then Burks, and then Randall, and then Noel, a very distant fifth. Because um, Noel, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's just got to go at this point. He's, I hope he's salary filler in some bigger deal as an expiring contract. Yeah. But By the way, really quick, I was just thinking about this when we were talking about Rose. Do you guys feel like, he didn't play at all this year. Like I, yeah. I know that he played way more games than I thought, but like he, it really feels like he didn't play this year at all. Yeah, there's no uh, long time. <clears throat> yeah, I just it feels like so long ago. I mean, yeah. I do remember when Rose was playing, and I remember when he went down and everything. But that, yeah, it does. It feels like a million years ago. It was. I mean, it was before New Year's, right? So he didn't play at all in 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just yeah, feel it really feels like he didn't play this season. I know he did, but it's kind of wild. Just goes to underscore how long of a season it was. Yeah. Um, actually, and actually I just, without even realizing it addressed something else from Jax's second question. So I'll just give my thoughts on that and throw it to you guys again. But Jax's second question here, you've got mail. Do you think IQ and Brunson can play in the same lineup and would Tibbs do it? Basically my answer. Yes. I think that 
both of them could play in the same lineup. I think that Brunson and Deuce could play. I think the IQ and Deuce could play, which we've already seen. They were like one of the best net rating duos in the league this year. Um, actually, I think they were the best. Just it was in such limited minutes, so you can't really put too much stock into the sample. But like, yeah, those two could definitely play together because all three of those guys are kind of made cut from the same cloth. They're like undersized, but with good wingspans, which allows them to guard ones and twos. They're defensively versatile they are offensively versatile they can all handle the ball some they can all shoot some they can all pass some like i think definitely you could play those two together my caveat for if tibbs would do it or not if derrick rose is on the team maybe he does it if derrick rose is on the team i don't think that brunson sees a single minute with uh emmanuel quickly or deuce mcbride unfortunately um so you know that kind of all comes back to the Rose thing and Tibbs's stupid, stubborn positional boxes that he puts everybody into and where their playing time has to come from. So, But the short answer to the question of can they, I say yes. Um, Matt, how do you feel about that? I, I agree with everything you said. I don't think it's worth belaboring. Yeah. Zach, do you want to belabor? Mm, not really. You also agree? Yeah, I, I think he's he'd be willing to do that. This makes me feel very smart. Okay. Uh, You've got mail. Next question also comes from Jax365 out of the Discord. Uh, Mark Berman was doing the rounds on Nick's podcast, not uh, Pod Strickland or Locked on Nick's. I know. Let's well, not say that I could. To let's, not, let's not say that I. Well, uh, Pod Strickland isn't me, but let's not say I couldn't get Berman on Locked yeah, on Yeah, I mean, Berman's a, Berman's a friend of both those podcasts. We were, we were actually little... like the first pod to really get Berman on. You guys, you guys rehabilitated Berman's image among we us. Did. <laughs> Absolutely, because we got him on, and he was awesome. And then everybody yeah. was like, "Shit, I want Mark Berman on my podcast." And now, yeah, I mean, I love Berman now because of that like you yeah. just got to accept that like he's just fucking trolling all the time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Berman was doing the rounds on Nick's podcast, and he mentioned that Tibbs was sorry that he didn't play the youth. What do you think is the reason for his U-turn, Matt? You already sort of alluded to this a minute ago, yeah. so I'll let you take it first. Um, so I'm just going to steal Schwinn's theory on this, um, which he's probably, I'm sure, said on, on Pod Strickland, but he's definitely said like on Twitter and Discord, whatever, um, which is that Tibbs just like does not seem to have the ability to self-reflect during the season. I think like it's not surprising at all that as soon as the season ended and he probably was like, you know, sitting up till 4 a.m. reviewing viewing tape of this miserable season for no reason. Um, he realized that he fucked up and should have played quickly in OB, especially more than he did. Like, it's kind of hard to complain about Grimes. Grimes, he gave a lot of opportunities. He just got hurt in an opportune time. Um, but quickly in OB, especially, I think he, like, I think that's just what it is. He, like, really cannot make adjustments during the season, which fucking sucks. And as soon as the season ended and he was able to reflect, he realized that he had made a mistake. Yeah, I I kind of agree with that too. I mean, I I don't know. I, I would, like first off, is that even like the truth, or is he just saying that as like PR cover? You know, like. But even if he's doing that, at least he recognizes that he should. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just because it's obvious that he pays a lot of attention to the online community, considering he felt the need to shout out like. Well, all these dumb shits online don't watch the game three times like I do, and they only watch Elby's one good dunk and not his nine terrible plays afterwards, because um, he hates Obi for whatever. Yeah, he is so mean to to Obi. It's fucking yeah, weird. It is bizarre. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, the reason for his U-turn is that, yeah, if if he, like, a normal human being would have been just, like, slightly, you know, able to adjust his mindset throughout the season, he would have seen that shit after, like, 10 games and changed his whole mindset and, and his whole approach and everything. So, yeah, it, that's the reason for the U-turn, if he has indeed had one. Um, I guess we'll see. But, like, yeah, I'm sure that he felt like a fucking idiot when for the last, like, 15 games, IQ was putting together, like, triple doubles and, like, scoring, like, 30 points a game and Obi's fucking going off for, like, 40-something points, like, in the final stages of the season and everything else. Like, I'm sure there was a moment where Tibbs was kind of sitting on the sideline being like, well, fuck. Like, maybe I should have played these guys a little more this year. Um, And then immediately after the season concluded, he probably sat there and was like, damn. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, but hopefully he's willing to uh, look at those things more during the season and maybe listen to his assistant coaches and stuff next year. Um, Zach, what do you think, Do you have anything more? Yeah, that? I mean, hopefully it's that and, and that he can reflect enough to take action midseason. I sort of understand. If you, if you think about it in like a uh, – it's such a weird job, right, where it's just part of your life. It's, it's your life, right, where I bet time flies – and it's, it's kind of deceiving, but that's not an excuse. You know, like that's, that's bullshit. You, you can like, it's, it's an excuse, but it's not a good one. You should be able to make an adjustment. That's your job. Uh, hopefully what this means is actually that the front office is pressuring him and that he's, uh, he's feeling it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Uh, let's move to our next question here. You've got mail. Which comes from Zebo one eighty seven. Who's better, the twenty eighteen Rockets or the twenty twenty two Suns? Um, I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say till we see how far the Suns get. But the Rocket, that Rockets team, could have reasonably beat the Kevin Durant, yeah. Steph Curry Warriors. It's the Rockets. It's probably the Rockets. Let's not forget how fu- that team was so good. Yeah. Yeah, that team was really, really good. Yeah, I, mean, it's I, I agree. But this Suns team is fucking awesome. But the Suns do play in a in a in like a worse West now. Yeah. Oh no, 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 it's it's the Rockets. I, I don't really think it's much of a competition. It's just yeah. this current Suns team is really, really good. I let's like say that. let's say the Rockets team was better, but this Suns team is more fun. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Rockets team had James Harden. He sucks. All right, all right. We've made it to the nerdy shit. All right, so we're going to do some uh, – that's enough basketball. Uh, we asked if people had any Marvel love, uh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder questions here. So we have some more from Jax365. You've got mail. Uh, what was your nerdgasm after seeing the Love and Thunder trailer uh, on the James Marcita scale of nerd? Uh, so if you were going to rate yourself what James would call us – for nerds, uh, Matt, I'll throw it to you first because Ragnarok's your favorite movie. So uh, he would call us. No, what the, do we call you? I think we all react to the trailer differently, probably. You, okay, but I think he'd just call all of us babies. Is the thing he's not very creative. That's, that's true. He calls diaper babies. Yeah, he just calls like he's not very creative. I don't know. Right, what not, mood? What I, mood of diaper baby would he say you were? Um, uh, shitting, shitting his band's currently diaper baby. Okay. I, it was it was so I loved it. Um, I said to you, Alex, that uh, I think it's going to be better than Ragnarok. It's I'm so excited. 
It, it, there's a very good chance it could be. Uh, Zach, what was what level of diaper baby were you? you so ready? I have a confession to make that yeah, I, I actually watch even watched the trailer. <laughs> I, watch tra- I was watching it right there. I thought you were about to go on a nice little rant. <laughs> so I was. Okay, I was right, I'll let you. I'll let you finish watching the trailer real quick. Oh, okay, okay yeah. yeah. Do, do your thing, and then I will uh, weigh it. One second. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god, Zach. All right. Uh, <laughs> I would say I was a. Uh, um, I, I was a satisfied diaper baby, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the trailer a lot. I, I will say, and, and we'll probably talk about this in a second, but like they obviously didn't show much of the movie, which no, I we have no idea what this movie's about. I mean, we yeah. do because we know who the villain is, but yeah, but like they didn't show anything with actually like Gore the God Butcher in it yet. We, so. we literally didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, I think we've only seen the first maybe like like stuff scenes from maybe like the first like 30 minutes of the movie. If the only, the one thing I'll say is they did have that one shot, which was directly from the gore run in the comic books of that giant ice monster. Oh, okay. Um, so presumably like it seems to me, and we can never really get these right. Cause Marvel's very good at, at making us think the movie's going to go one way in the trailers and it being totally different. It seems to me like what's going to happen is Thor is with the guardians Quill just fucking can't stand him because he's, you know, acting like a coordinate and everything. He's acting like an asshole because that's what Thor does. Um, And so he, they kind of like Quill's kind of like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Thor's like, fine, honestly, whatever. I don't, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Um, And then Thor somehow realizes that this guy is going around killing other gods. Right. And so then he, goes back to Earth, probably finds out that he's, you know, killed some gods there. We see that they go to Olympus. Um, we see Russell Crowe's Zeus later on, which is going to be cool. Uh, he will probably die very quickly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how it's going to go. Because, like, we, I, I think we've seen the two shots that we saw, or, like, the three shots that we saw from later than the first act would probably be, like, the ice, Thor and Korg looking at the ice monster, and then the two from Olympus. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um... I actually think I actually think too. I'm curious what you think the the mighty Thor Natalie Portman scene from the very end. I feel like that's actually going to be fairly early. Oh like I think, yeah, I think that's I think, probably I think the, first. you know what I think the story is of that because you can see that the hammers all put back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not the past version that like Cap used in Endgame. It's which is good because how would that work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, unless like Cap just was a dick and didn't. <laughs> we know he brought it back though because um, he like at the end point. of Endgame he went into the portal with it. Yeah, exactly. But like. So she clearly went went and like picked up all the pieces, put it back together, whatever. I think it's basically. I almost wonder if her whole origin story is Thor is almost going to happen like off screen, like if he's literally just going to come back and she's going to be like, "Yeah, well, you were gone." So I can see I, that someone yeah. had to be Thor. So I went and found the hammer, and I was just going to try to find the next one, but then it sort of chose me. I I I saw a theory that like because Thor is just completely abdicated his duties, clearly at the beginning of the movie. The hammer reforges itself, and you know, Fine. Jane is just the one who finds it that's worthy. That works too. Yeah, they might even just show that as a quick scene early on yeah. or something. But I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be the first time he's like, unless they were a little sneaky with that reaction shot that he has to her, and it isn't from the same scene. I think that'll be the first time he sees her as Thor, yeah. um, which means it's got to be like no later than the halfway mark of the movie because. Yeah. How could it be? You know, he's got to see her before that. So, and then it's got to be love and thunder, like the love part's got to be right. Um, and also, like I think in that scene when they show the like Hysteria of Olympus, um, Thor and Jane are both there. 
Yeah, I think so too. I, I'd so, have to watch the trailer again to be honest. Yeah, I watched it like twice. I would have Zach, but he definitely is not going to know, even though he literally just. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea where you guys are getting any of this information from. Oh my god, Zach! Zach what's, your, what's your immediate reaction to the trailer? Right oh, now? it looks cool. I don't. There's no information which I like. I like that. I want to go in pretty much blind. That's my intent. Um, so you're a ha- so you're a happy diaper baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like a scale of one diaper baby, I'm I'm like seven diaper baby. Happy seven diaper baby. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Let's before we discuss this too much more. There are some more particular questions about this, so we'll, we'll keep moving along. You've got mail. Uh, this one is hilarious. Though. This is another one from Jax three six five. How <laughs> angry do you think Chris Pratt will be when he finds out people are shipping Starlord? <laughs> Chris Pratt is like a huge evangelical, and it's yeah. Uh, like, oh no, I know. I want to try to think about it. Except for when he wants to cheat on his wife with uh, Wayne Weston's daughter. <laughs> and he's not an evangelical anymore. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. I I just, I really try not to think about it. Because I, I, I just, Chris Pratt's, like, acting, I just love so much that I can't. Except in, except in the Jurassic World movies. But, you know, that's not his pretty fault. good in those, if we're being honest, too. He's, he's just a pretty good actor. Yeah, I mean, like it, I, those movies are just bad, but it's not really his fault. I um, thought the first one was good. Like, it's fine. And I thought the second one was okay. It just wasn't, like, amazing. I mean, he's, like, it's just not... I, I don't the, really... The third one was down this road. Like, it, like, it's just like, not, yeah. like... They wanted Chris Pratt to be Harrison Ford, and he's not... He's too goofy for that. Yeah. yeah so, like, it just doesn't really work. I, I still think he does fine, but it's just like not what he should be doing. All right. So on a scale of crying diaper baby, how diaper baby is Chris Pratt over people shipping Star Lord in oh, uh, probably himself. very. Yeah, shit himself diaper baby. He's, yeah. he's a twelve out of ten diaper yeah, baby. Yeah, it's leaking out of his diaper. I wanna watch that scene where he says you know, if you're feeling lost, look at the people who you love. And Thor just like sneaks into frame to try to yeah. make it. Sl- Star Wars looking at him. I just I could watch that forever. It's so good. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> that would be a hell of a twist if Love and Thunder is actually about Star Lord and Thor rather than. Thor. I I think Taika's gonna like lean into them like being you know like are they actually in love with each other like i think he's totally going into that uh knowing him i think it'll only be in like a comical sense though no no yeah i don't think they're gonna like actually starlet's still obsessed with gamora so i also like disney is not gonna allow clearly valkyrie is gonna be bisexual in this movie because tess thompson smartly just like openly said it and now disney would look terrible if they didn't let her be openly bisexual um so I don't think they're gonna be like they're not letting him put two gay characters in this movie because they're too. Uh, they're already pushing the envelope yeah, too much. Yeah, they're they are way way too stuck up for that. You've got mail. All right. Uh, our next question here comes from G Baked again. Uh, what Marvel character or characters showing up in Love and Thunder would excite you the most? I actually don't expect a huge cameo in this movie, but I'm trying to think of what would be one that I think would be realistic. Like, I feel like they're going to have so much to focus on just with their own characters. My first inclination, Zach, I feel like you're not going to have... have uh, do you have an opinion on this one before we get into no, the bullshit? No, 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 no. I feel if like you want realistic, gonna... no. If I, I, if I'm, I interest... I'm so glad you're still here, Alex. Zach would have really made this segment boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah please. Um, so I would say... I just don't know how they can make it feasible, and I feel like they're saving it for a later movie. Um, but at some point, Thor is going to meet the the Loki from 
the Loki TV series. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be in this movie, though, I don't think. But that would maybe be one surprise they could throw in there, but that would just feel too rushed, to be honest. I also don't... Loki right now is like... I know he's kind of out of time, so it's a little confusing, but he's like stuck in a random alternate universe TVA right now. Exactly. So that's why it would just be like not really like... I would be like, oh, this is forced. Like, to get... to Oh, so conveniently have him end up on the prime timeline again, just like even though he's in like this fucked up timeline version of the TVA right now, that's the last we saw him. Like it wouldn't make any sense. I think if we see Loki, it'll be a flashback. Yeah. What about a credit scene? I, I still think even a credit scene because Loki season two is not coming out until next year. I, I don't, I don't see him even being in a credit scene. One I will throw out there is if, if the rumors are correct, that Deadpool is going to show up in Dr. Strange. Um, I would not be surprised if they put Deadpool just in like the background of this movie somewhere and just have him in a couple movies, like trying to figure out. That'd be pretty funny. That would be fun. But like literally with not even a speaking part, like just like in the background, like blink if you miss it. Like Like doing the John Travolta meme where he's just like walking around, like, where am I? Like just like. (laughs) That would be really good. Actually, just have him right in the front of the seat doing the John Travolta (laughs) meme. Yeah. Nobody comments on it. Yeah, like him just being like, I don't know where I am. I get the feeling they're going to do that to try to set up Deadpool 3 a bit and then have him be like, uh, you know, <laughs> Deadpool 3's trailer, like Red Band trailer, just open up with him and be like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. Like, I think it's more likely that they, like, in Deadpool 3 have, like, like put him in these movies yeah. in, like, retrospect. that Like, you didn't see him here, but here he was, like, taking a shit on Thor's hammer in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's why that, you know, that's yeah. why whatever was wet when Thor picked it up and couldn't explain Yeah, right, it. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so here's a curveball. I don't think this will happen, but Moon Knight. That would be pretty cool because Wait, of the God, the gods aspect. Because because the villain is Gore the God Butcher. Like so, there are rumors out. This is just rumors. This is not a, like leaker spoiler thing. People think it's possible that the reason they haven't shown us Gore yet is because he's going to show up in Moon Knight. Okay. All right. Oh, that would be pretty cool. And so if he shows up in Moon Knight, then theoretically. You could see Moon Knight showing up in, in Thor. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think either of those things are going to happen. Yeah. But it's or not. Least, or at least Kansu's showing up. Right. Yeah. Kansu could be. I like, I, I could. I don't think we're going to see. Like, I just don't think they got Christian Bale to fucking come in for a day to do a TV show, honestly. But yeah. Um, it's not impossible. But I, I think that's like. I just don't see any other character other than the Guardians who we know are in it making sense to show up in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only other one would maybe be if they have like a quick Thor cameo and new Asgard on Earth or something. Or I'm sorry, Hulk. I said. Thor. I was gonna say, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah I could Hulk see that. I, yeah, I could see that. Hulk. Is, um, I was thinking about that earlier. Like Hulk. So it's like Hulk, Hulk and Rocket Hulk were buddies too. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's my thing there. Um. You've got mail. All right. Uh. So. Let's do the next quick questions here to finish off this uh, section. Next one comes from Far Off the Mark. Uh, and this is also from our Discord. How do you think Natalie Portman will do as Thor? Zach, I'll throw that to you first. How do you think Natalie Portman will do as Thor? I mean, presumably pretty good. Um, I, like, what What do you think how will she do, like, means? Like, <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, is she a good actor? Yes. Uh, is she going to? Is, is she uh, Chris Hemsworth? No. Uh, maybe she's like 
kind of jacked now. That'd be interesting. Um, but then again, he wasn't. Is it? You saw the you trailer. Her? She's not super jacked. You saw her in the trailers. Actually, is kind of jacked now. Oh, like okay. a little bit, but not like crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how Jack they could make her. She's a very small frame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the, I think like she's about as Jack as she could be for somebody who's her size, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she'll, she'll be good. I like Natalie Portman. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like the second Great. question better. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, I think she's going to do good. I'm just going to step in here. I think she's going to do a good job because she'll actually be motivated to do a good job. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She can't mail it in like she has with some of the other like more mainstream roles she's had in the past. Like, I think we could all agree that like her performance in like Star Wars, for example, not exactly the most... Uh, How coincidental well, you bring that up. You can't know for sure that this movie isn't written poorly. Like, we're, we're, uh, This movie confident. is not written poorly. Not written <laughs> poorly. You can't ever say that. Like, I'm pretty confident, but you never know. how good Ragnarok have, was with the same director. There's no way that this movie... We have a... Like, Taika's been making movies for years at this point, and none of them are written poorly. <laughs> Why would we ever think that he would write this one poorly? Because sometimes you just run out of magic. No. Get, shut up, Zach. This is ridiculous. No, <laughs> but I was going to say, too, even, like, the first two Thor movies, she was just kind of like, okay... So hopefully, like you said, Matt, hopefully she's motivated and really brings it. I, I understand they could never have brought another. I don't think they could have recast this part. So I think they were pretty no. much like, we got to give Natalie Portman the bag and get her back in this role. Um, but hopefully she's feeling, you know, good about it. And, she just, and, yeah, I mean. And can we get behind the idea of like, I mean, she's going to literally now, like along with Captain Marvel, be like one of the two probably most powerful female superheroes in the yeah. MCU too. So it's going to be interesting though. Cause I don't think Thor is going anywhere after the end of this movie. I think they're just both going to be Thor. Yeah, um, no, that's definitely going to be the case. Cause yeah. Chris Hemsworth said, as long as Taika Waititi's directing the movies, he'll be in Thor movies. Till right. He, like, fucking dies. So, and I think he's going to want at least like Taika has been saying the whole time that he considers those first two Thor movies, like not even part of the, the canon. Yeah. I mean, they are canon, but like it's basically like he doesn't consider them part of Thor's story. Yeah. So he's going to want to make a third one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, and then... Uh, You've got mail. Mark also wants to know, will they talk about sand in the movie? Zach? Probably. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a Hayden Christensen cameo. What? I mean, Matt, you were so excited for this question, and you went with probably? Yeah, I, I lost my motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Portman over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I all wish. Right. You fucking kidding me? Okay, and then uh, you've got mail. I'm choosing to take this in a. Uh, I'm choosing to think that Mark asked this like tongue in cheek, like yeah. sexual yeah. manner. You think? Uh, the hammer pulled you off. How does how does Thor feel about her holding his hammer? I think in both cases he feels great about it. Yeah. Well, I think his feelings are complicated because it's his it's his ex, but yeah, but clearly his ex he's still never gotten over because he's in love with Peter now. <laughs> that's true alright if he's actually in love with Peter Quill then yeah it becomes, a, becomes a, a lot better alright well Zach well uh, Alex left so Where, probably where'd he go, Matt? What, what happened? I mean he probably went to like I don't know take a giant shit oh uh, yeah, I mean, I he told us to think of a good reason. He went to record Lockdown Knicks. Um, I, 
<laughs> you also think of a good reason. Uh, right? Back out on that just immediately. <laughs> yeah, I, I just really, I don't know. I, I didn't. I was too busy trying to figure out how to use the software to. Uh, which is not very complicated to um, <laughs> to worry about coming up with a funny story for while it's left. So whatever. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. I think I know where we are. Yeah. Okay. You've got mail. So this next question is from Jake Andrews one on the Discord. The GOAT multiple franchise actor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Liam Neeson, Oscar Isaac, Ian McKellen, Sylvester Stallone, Patrick Stewart, Harrison Ford, Samuel L. Jackson, or someone else. What do you got, Zach? Ooh, so this is tough. Obviously, the answer is always going to be biased in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and this also depends how you say franchise, right? Because I'm thinking Patrick Stewart, and he's in a bunch of Star Trek shit and X-Men, right? But any does the other stuff he's in that isn't necessarily a franchise like count as a movie? Like, like it's not a franchise, right? It's just a movie. Uh, I'm going to go with Oscar Isaac, though. Although I will say Patrick Stewart and Harrison Ford are honorary mentions because they're both fantastic. Uh, but man, Oscar Isaac is just in everything good. It's, yeah, the problem is he was also in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but he not was, his fault. he's good in not, it. Not his fault. Yeah, he's a good I mean, Oscar Isaac did deliver the best line in the movie, which is somehow Palpatine returns. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were going to say uh, they fly now. <laughs> no, fuck that. I can't even joke about that one. It's so bad. Um, I mean, he delivered it well, all things considered. Yeah, of course. So did John Boyega, but like, <laughs> but somehow Palpatine Returned is just so stupid that I like actually love it. I mean, how did that get past any sort of scrutiny? I was surprised he didn't wink at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, even, I can't even even said it. Like, if I'm him, and he, it seems like he kind of was on the verge of walking off the set during that movie. Right. I would have been like, I'm not. You, you've got to make me legal. Let me say something that isn't this <laughs> because I'm. Yeah. In reality, this. it was his moral duty to do that. Now that I think about it. Yeah, he's the only one with the power. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, okay, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Harrison Ford. Okay. It's. I mean, it's hard to be just for quality, and he was also technically a Rise of Skywalker, but like it was a cameo, so we're not gonna count it. <laughs> quality of the movies that he's in in his franchises. You've okay, got like wait, so we have uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Indiana Jones. There's one bad Indiana Jones movie, so fine. But um, st- four Star Wars movies that are all good, um, plus Blade Runner, two Blade Runner movies, which are both oh, good. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right, Blade Runner, totally. Yeah, yeah good point. Ooh, how did I forget then, that about Blade Runner? Yeah. And then, you know, in some ways, The Fugitive is a franchise. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. I'm, I'm fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> the Fugitive is just one that. movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. That is Air Force One. <laughs> Air Force One. Yeah, it's also just that. just one movie, but yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I, you make a good case, actually. I yeah, I, I think just for quality of movies, he's in it. Like, yeah. okay, you do you do Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart? Like, they were in some very bad X Men movies, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and their pinnacles are up there with the pinnacles, but that's not the argument. Yeah, and like Liam Neeson. Okay, so he's in, he's in Star Wars Episode One, which is bad. Taken is great. Taken two and three are, are well, it's you know, like ironic, are, right? Like, yeah. it's not it's not really great. Like it's just like oh, this is a fun Liam Neeson romp. 
it's obviously like it's not they're not of the quality that these other ones are. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like I, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger played Mister Freeze in Batman and Robin, so right. that, that's disqualifying, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Some oh, of the, like Rocky Five is one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, are, I haven't even seen, dude. I honestly, I watched Rocky One and I really did not get it. You didn't like, watch, oh man, wow! I did not get. It. I can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's that's so sad. annoying, dude. It's you so should, annoying. You should try to watch. The thing is, like Rocky One is good, but it's also like it's like a. I mean, it, it won Best Picture for a reason, right? It's like it's like a very Best Picturey movie. There's barely any fucking boxing in it. Um, Rocky oh, Four. You, you, is a joke? No, I'm like I'm like ninety percent sure it won Best Picture that year. What? Hold Dude, on. What is wrong with people? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna feel like an idiot if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, honestly. Hold on. <laughs> no, this requires a fact check. This is. I'm. This is I'm checking. Much. That's picture. I'm right. Oh my god! What? Well, who did it went over? I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, what year did it come out? Seventy six. Okay, let's see. Best picture nominees. Nineteen seventy six. There's gonna be like only three hours of this podcast. Alex is gonna be like <laughs> really shocked when he comes back to edit it. Over the cuckoo's nest. Barry Lyndon, Jaws. Oh, in- what an interesting group. They went over Jaws? Yeah. That's, that is surprising. I don't know what Barry Lyndon is. Um, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Dog Day Afternoon. Wait, how is Rocky not even listed here? Oh, we're in the wrong year. It's like, because it, it came out in 76, so it's 77. I was going to say, uh, Jaws definitely won Best Picture. Yeah, here we go. Uh, um, uh, they went over All the President's Men. Damn. Uh yeah, and Taxi Driver. Apparently, uh, both uh, Network is also a good movie. I, I don't yeah, know what Gone for Glory not is to me, but I don't. Whatever. Okay, I don't okay. know what Gone for Glory is. I, I mean, Rocky is really good. Like I, I understand that you don't get it, but I all the President's Men is better. It's kind of I would not have picked Rocky over all the President's Men, but um. Anyway, Sylvester Stallone to like enunciate. That's you it. should. I, he can't. I know it's so annoying. (laughs) He's literally like he physically can't. That's really fucked up. I mean, Um, yeah, I'm sorry, but he's an actor, dude. Like, I have to hear what he's saying. Well, part of the reason I think part of the reason Rocky won Best Picture is because like it's a triumph of the fact that like this guy who like probably wouldn't have gotten cast because of his like inability to speak um, went and made a Best Picture. This was like so that, but that's that's such meta that has nothing to do. The Academy does that shit. You know that. Yeah. Oh, that's such bullshit. I mean, good uh, for it's you. a really I, good movie. You're, I you're, 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 I, okay, it, you didn't like it, but like, it's it's not ridiculous that it won Best Picture. Again, I would have picked All the Presidents Men, but um, anyway, uh, you should watch Rocky Four. Okay, sure. Four. You should because Rocky Four is like the opposite of what Rocky is. It's it's just like you know like. Uh, Drago is like a super villain. It's it's really it's so ridiculous, but it's amazing. Okay. Anyway, so Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four are all considered like good movies. Rocky five is terrible. Rocky Balboa is weird, but like you know, kind of good. And then Creed and Creed two are awesome. So that's like the Rocky franchise is full of good movies, even if you don't, you're not. They're not really for you. Have you seen uh-huh. Creed? 
No. You should watch Green. Okay. I mean, I I would. I mean, he's pro- presumably barely in it, right? It's and, his well, movie. he won. He won Best Supporting Actor for it. Um, okay. okay. He he is. I mean, he's in it a lot, but like obviously, Michael B. Jordan's the main character. So yeah, right, um, right. So that's yeah. yeah. All right. I anyway, we we kind of went down a, a rabbit hole here, but um, and Samuel Jackson is in. Oh, by the way, also Sylvester Stallone is technically in the MCU because he's in Guardians too. Um, yeah, that's right. Samuel Jackson. I mean, yeah, he's in a lot of Marvel movies. Like it's a that might be like the just for like sheer number of franchise films he's been in. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's been in everything. Yeah, that he's a volume. He's yeah. a volume shooter. Yeah, that's right. Jordan Clarkson over here. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh, Harrison Ford though. Yeah, good. I, Oscar Isaac's a, a solid pick. Yeah, he's just my man crush. So I'm. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to our next question. You've got mail, which is from. We're back with Jacks three sixty five. Oh, holy shit! There's a lot of numbers and. Uh, don't worry, I did I did some I did some uh, work here. Okay, <laughs> so it's Jacks three sixty five in the Discord. Um, this is a follow-up to a question he asked us a few weeks ago, which you were not there for, um, about whether we would be willing to become a... Oh, my God, what's the term? Um, doesn't, I don't want to waste time trying to figure it out. The point is, like, if it was about like what we would trade to, um, to uh, get success for the next. And then, like, Alex and I, like we're trying to define what success would be and like, mm-hmm. well, like what would it, what would it entail? It's like one of those, I can't remember the term for some reason, but like, he was like, would you become one of those people who like pays someone to like financially dominate you because it gives you sexual thrill? Um, well, you know what I'm talking about? Um, yes. Yeah. So Alex and I were like debating like how rich would we have to be? Like, well, you know, anyway, so we asked Jax to like re- rephrase because it was just like, it was, I, we had made it like very obvious. The answer would be yes, because his parameters were too vague. Okay. So we asked for a new version that had more strict parameters. So here we go. After researching my homework, I got the whole thing kind of wrong. That's what he was referring to. Right. Okay. A genie gives you three wishes. The first is wealth which starts with 50 million and increases 8% annually thanks to a financial institution managing it. The second is world peace. Finally, you ask for the Knicks to be successful. The genie says that the last one is hard, so she adds a condition to it. You have to be in a debt contract for five years and the Knicks get 25 years of success. First, your debt is 25 million and increases by 25% per year. Year two is 31.25 million. Year three is 39 million. Year four is $48.75 million, and the final year is $60.9 million, and you can't miss a payment. The Knicks' success over those 25 years is the following. 10 NBA championships, 14 finals appearances, eight Eastern Conference, eight, sorry, 18 Eastern Conference finals appearances, and 24 playoffs appearances. And the one year you miss out, the Knicks get the number one pick that turns out to be the GOAT. Uh, he doesn't technically ask a question, but obviously the question is, like, do you accept her terms? Okay. Okay. So here's unfortunately the problem with what Jax did. Um, I did a little math. If that 8% is simple interest, based on the debt you owe, after year two, you have 
about $76,000. Sorry, if it's right. not interest. You have about $76,000 left after year two. Right. So, you're so like, good luck paying that you shit. Can't, you can't pay any of the other right. debts. Um, right. If it's simple interest, you're in the hole $250,000 after year two. So again, you, you can't, and like, you this is not doable under his terms. Yes. So um, let's just pretend that you're getting $50 million every year instead. That probably captures the spirit more of what Jax is going for, just because, like, I don't think it's very feasible for us to, like, owe $39 million. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so let's just let's just pretend. You know, let's say this instead: it's payable. We can pay the debt. I mean, but if we can pay the debt, then it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Well, but like, you're going to have like no other money left over. Oh well, then I just have my regular life. <laughs> I guess that's true. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. How do we make this fine. tough? How do we make this tough? <laughs> Take away all my money, but then I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. I don't know how to make this. I think, like... I think this is also what Jax was struggling to figure out. Yeah, this is hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. What are you willing to do for the Knicks to win this much? And the answer is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I would do a lot of things that I would not otherwise do. Uh, it's, it's a good point that... Uh that it's just like if if you run out of money but you can pay the debts then you're just yourself and like yeah i guess i'd like yeah I start my life and let the knicks win i'm all over that all right here's a, here's a question would you kiss a rabid sewer rat for the knicks to win a chance? you uh I'm just, I'm just spitballing here i mean if you kiss the rat do you get rabies I mean, maybe. I can't promise anything. Because if you get rabies, you have to, like, get the vaccine within, well, like, 24 hours or you die. I mean, that could be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, see, now we're talking about stakes, aren't we? Um, I want to I wanna find... I'm just looking back through Jackson's messages to find the term that he used in the last message. Okay. Um, I'm really, it's really bugging me now. Okay. Ah oh, man, Jax, you send too many messages, buddy. Yeah, I see at least three, four. Um, this is very good radio. Why don't you vamp for a second? What? When I rant? Vamp. Um, Just vamp. Vamp. What does that mean? Like I don't know. Kill time. While I try to find this. Kill time. Um, yeah. Well, let's see. I'm currently. Uh, I see this ad for the unbearable weight of massive talent. It was kind of interesting. Nicholas Cage over here beat himself. <laughs> you what you're talking about? <laughs> Listen, man, you threw me the mic. Oh <laughs> my god, forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only back to April 11th right now. This is not worth it. Okay, no, it's um, Jack, I, I respect. I respect how dedicated you are to posting the Discord, but it makes it very hard to find to find a message from you. Uh, all right. Anyway, so I guess the answer to this just has to be like, as long as I wouldn't be completely destitute, I would do this. Okay, like what? Like uh, barely above the poverty line. Like, my, I would allow my life to be a little bit worse than it is now to give the next wow this a, a little bit worse. Okay, I'm sorry, but like you know, the next I get like a lot of happiness from the next doing really well, but then I have to go back to my life and like, damn it, it's like not good. <laughs> if it's yeah. a lot worse. Well, and so. also, as we have discussed before, you get used to it real quick. So yeah. if they had 10 championships and 24, right. players, like it's, it's diminishing returns. It would be really yeah. fun, but like, 
by year six, when they've won like three championships already, it's kind of like, okay, great. They've won three championships, but I'm like living in a part, an apartment and like, yeah, no one, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That got dark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. I think Jax, I appreciate the attempt. Um, unfortunately, it's just hard to, it's hard to do. I, I respect that you're trying to make this a, a tough one for us, but Keep I don't know if we're going to have a, a good monkey's paw here. Um, anyway, okay. Next question is also from Jax, though. You've got mail. Last year, Lock on Knicks had an ad about a central heating system and water tank. I asked, do Americans still use water tanks for their heating system? Y- yeah. I also yeah. think this is, like, actually about a water heater. Most, oh, like, yeah. most like central heating is gas, which I think is what he's getting at, but, like, Water heaters are still water tanks. Um, I think that's what they meant. Unfortunately, without Alex here, we can't know for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely have a giant. My well, I don't have a shit because I live in an apartment. But right. uh, my my mom has a. I think it's a boiler. I don't know what the fuck it is. It is a giant tank of water. So I assume that's what yeah. is being referred to here. Right. It, yeah. And I think that's, that a, mean, that's a water heater. Yeah. Does does Europe not have that? That's a great question. I that's the implication. I, I don't know. I guess. I guess it. Is. I mean. I think again. Like he's he's not thinking properly about what the app is for. Mm-hmm. I think central heating and the water tanker two separate things, right? So yeah, I, I think so. I don't fucking yeah. know. Dude. I, I also don't know either. I'm, I'm not <laughs> a shit, bro. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a man of. Uh, of these kind of talents. Oh my, I, I know, right? My parents always said growing up that I, I really would have to be rich because I'm going to need to be able to hire people to do all this shit for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. This is truly <laughs> pathetic, and uh, we will do it together. Good. Good. Just like Thor and Star-Lord. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the answer is we have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think that's the perfect cue for us to move into everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> Nick's mailed out back after dark. Cue Ooh. the music. Hello, ladies. It is indeed dark. Uh, What's the music? Are we going like sensual jazz, or maybe like techno? I, I, Zach? I, I don't. I don't know because I, I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Alex, Alex, puts in, Alex puts in some music for Nick's, Nick's Mail After Dark, and I have no idea what it sounds really? like. I, have no, I didn't even know that. <laughs> he told me one time, because we, oh you guys started doing Nick's Mail Back After Dark during the period when I had to miss a few in a row, uh-huh. um, and <laughs> he was like, yeah, all right, so we're going to do the, we'll put the music here. I was like, music? What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, uh, I, okay, this is news to me. Wow, yeah, look he, at puts, he puts music in for Nick's Mail Back like after dark, and um, neither of us know what it sounds like because we don't listen to the podcast. That's so, right. <laughs> so I hope you guys fun. enjoyed the music. Uh, that's done playing probably by now because we've just you know <laughs> gone on a tangent. But uh, anyway, our first after our question, you've got mail, comes from <laughs> Zax again. Um, why did Zach holiday in the European capital of sex, tourism, and drugs? <laughs> 
I mean, I guess for obvious reason, but not really. I, I just went to a bunch of museums and walked around. Honestly, it was, do you have do you have any stories you want to tell? Um, uh, I can I, I can say that walking down, I need to like warm my voice so my neighbors don't hear every word <laughs> this time around. Um, dude, walking. I mean, we already talked about this. So, well, I'm no, I know this is what I'm implying. I don't know if you actually want yeah. to tell the story, but like, no, I'm, no, there's do. dude. I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, going to the so he's referring to Amsterdam. I think that's obvious, but, but just to be clear, so I had never been to Amsterdam. Uh, on my last night there, I, I had like walked through the red light district during the day a couple times, and like you know, it was it was relatively normal. Like there were some, there were a couple of women in like the window, but that's it. It wasn't like this whole production. Someone said go at night, so I was so fucking high, and I was just walking down the red light district and like as an American, right? Like this is so there, there's just, there are windows with, I, I mean, they're not naked, but they're like wearing as little as possible while not being naked. And the, the, there's like actually beautiful woman in a window. Okay. And I don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. Cause I've never seen this before. So I'm high as shit and I'm just sort of like laughing and being like, what is my life right now? It really felt like cyberpunk. Um, and Blade Runner, actually, it was sort of, it was, it struck me as very Blade Runner with like neon lights and like girls in the window. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was, it was like, wow, I can't believe this is real. Right. And as I'm doing this, I'm just sort of walk, walking around enjoying the, the, uh, the feel of it. Cause it's so fucking weird. And also look, I like looking at beautiful women. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm fucking sorry. It's biologically, yeah. literally, literally not a crime there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the only place in the world that I can do this and not feel completely weird, right? So as I'm watching this, this guy in front of me just peels off and goes up to the window. And that's when I realized the windows are doors. Okay? <laughs> and you literally just walk up to the door and open the door and just go in. And that's it. And this blew my mind. And honestly... I was thinking about it after. I was like, man, I could have just done that because I was there by myself and I did not because I'm a fucking prude uh, and would like probably have a panic attack. <laughs> but like, <laughs> man, it was, it was just the, it was honestly one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Just like, because it's so different than America. You know what I mean? Have you yeah. been there by the way? I've never been to Amsterdam now. Oh dude, it's dope either way. I would recommend it. And also, you know, if you go by yourself, now you know the deal. So, <laughs> so, so you know, you can be prepared. Apparently not too expensive. Yeah, well, I'm glad you gave me the deets on the beach. That is a reference for literally nobody. Um, yeah, I don't know what from, you're talking about. It's, it's from a random episode of, uh, oh my God, of, um, ugh. Forget it. Doesn't matter. No one's known uh, right now. Uh, Jesus it, Christ! It's it's from a random episode of this of a fucking podcast. Um. Uh. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh shit! Oh, so no. annoying. Don't keep committing to this. <laughs> Get out it, now. It's it's it's. Hold on. I, the host is Scott Ackerman, so I can I can do this. I don't know who the fuck that is. I know, but I do. Um, okay. Scott. Comedy Bang Bang. It's it's from a random oh. episode from like five years ago of Comedy Bang Bang that um, Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch were on doing improv and that was part of the improv and my friends and I just do that 
little bit every time because it's hilarious to us. Wow. So anyway, that's adorable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, nobody's gonna know what I'm talking about, but uh, there you go. <laughs> wow. Let's move on. You've got mail. Um, here's here's another one uh, in response to Jackson's question from far off the mark on the Discord. <clears throat> and why didn't he invite us European strict court members? Honestly, that is a fair question, and it is something that I did consider. Uh, but frankly, I was there. All, I was doing a lot of family stuff on this vacation. So Wait, I you mean, were? Yeah, well, not in Amsterdam. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, <laughs> no, that would be a very important piece of the story. <laughs> um, no, I, I was there for so I was in London, which obviously we I know we have a bunch of people from the UK. Uh, but I was there for a wedding. So I was there seeing family. Uh, there was a wedding. And uh, I came, you know, I went to Amsterdam and then came back to London to see more family. Mm. So it was just like a bunch of family shit. And I was very much on the, uh, I'm taking some time to myself to uh, literally do whatever I want. You know what I mean? It's the fucking best. And, to just and do whatever, whatever you want. want is not hang out with Shrek Cord members. <laughs> Which I apologize greatly for. And if anyone ever comes to New York City, uh, not New Jersey, New York City, because... Why would they hear, come to New Jersey? I like, well, I, yeah, exactly. Also, they're not going to Queens, to buddy. So, Well, I can go to Manhattan, buddy. Right. You, you, but you can't, go, you can't go a little bit further to New Jersey. No, absolutely not. It's on principle. Yeah, I, so I guess the next time we do a live recording, it's... At your apartment? Uh, yes. That's oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone will be very happy to do that. I'm oh sure. man, wait. Could, okay, but if we come to your apartment, we have to meet Jennifer. That's that's the deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can arrange that. That's okay. Fine. I'm sure that won't be weird or anything. It's, well, she. I mean, she knows that we know about her. So that's true. This is getting very like. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like a parasocial relationship. Yeah, it really is. She has, you guys know yeah. about her. She yeah, she has like, no you know, idea who we are. Um, yeah, you guys don't know. Let, let's let's move on before we uh, we talk too much about this woman who does not want us talking about her on a podcast. Understandably, that's true. Um, Shouts to Jen. <laughs> okay, here's another. Jax is uh, really really killing it this week. Here's another question from Jax three six five. You've got mail. Um, would it be better if you got a divorce instead of being clowned by your wife? Uh, and he included an image from the shade room with the headline DJ Envy and Gia Casey step in and talk cheating, faking in the bedroom, healing, and more. Ouch. What's your take on this? You say Alex, what's your take on this? No, I said ouch. What's oh. your take on this? I don't know. Like that doesn't that whole sentence means nothing to me. So I know. <laughs> I know. I've been hearing a lot about DJ. I, I think well, someone someone cheated on someone, and the wife but, is like dunking on him. I right? Guess. I guess she's like talking about like how she cheated on him, is faking in the bedroom, etc. And he's like yeah. just letting her do it. So I guess that's what Jax is talking about. But um, I don't know. Safe. I'm not what? married, so <laughs> right. I, don't know what to I, I don't know. Do they have kids? I guess is a. Real I question. really don't. If I someone I, was. I don't know. I, Dude, the problem is like this. This type of thing is so different from a normal relationship, right? Like this is yeah. so fucking public. Like yeah. I have, I have trouble even comprehending what this would be like. Like, but like also, this is also indicative of what already from the outside appears to be a very toxic relationship. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, you know, I I have a hard time even uh, putting myself in this situation at all. Yeah. Um. 
Well, that's uh, yeah, uh, Jackson. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I will say I'm inclined to get a divorce and just fucking rip the, the bandaid off and move yeah, on. Yeah, the thing is, like, you get a divorce, right? You're back out there. I mean, it's hard enough to find someone the first time. Yeah, and you're also. I'm thinking about that Del Curry thread right now. Oh yeah, that's just <laughs> such a good thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. That's all. That's all. That's on my mind. Yeah, <laughs> you've got mail. Um, all right, let's let's move on to our next one. Um, one more question from Jax. Can you guys confirm that you have more subscribers and downloads per episode than CNN Plus? Um, this is about the tweet that came out today saying CNN Plus has only about ten thousand users per day. Oh my um, god, ten thousand. We we do have fewer than ten thousand, is my understanding. Unfortunately, however, you know, share the podcast with your friends. Let's get our numbers yeah. up. Let's send it to your mom. Yeah, send it to your mom. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, great. Yeah, mom. Everyone listen. has a mom. Uh, yeah, if I don't want to send it to their mom. We would. I don't want to listen. My mom to listen to this, but you know, other people's moms. Fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I will say though that given the reach we have compared to literally CNN, relatively speaking, we have more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of astounding. 10, yeah, ten thousand. It's CNN. 10,000? Yeah. That's embarrassing. That is true. What is on CNN Plus? It might just be nothing. <laughs> Probably nothing. I mean, yeah, like literally nothing. Is that the only explanation, right? Like literally yeah. nothing is there? Yeah, it's a it's like an, a modern art piece. It's, <laughs> it's just <laughs> nothing. Go to CNNPlus.com and like, or whatever the fuck it is, and like, it's yeah. just like a blank webpage. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a metaphor because yeah. CNN doesn't need any plus, but that's, we want plus. That's a really that's a great point. Capitalism never stops expanding. <laughs> See what I'm doing here? Yeah, I got. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment of the week: the James and Stingy Hour. Um, deranged hour. Yeah, right. I don't know. Do we get separate music for this one? I have no idea. We should. Um, yeah, just some sort of disturbing. Like it's just like music. I'm imagining like um, like a bunch of kids singing something <laughs> off tune. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't really know. Scary nursery rhyme. That's like very. That's very stingy vibes. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> um, anyway, you've got mail. All right, so we got some from James. Um, are you cool? No, objectively, no. Yeah, I mean, it, who the fuck, other than like celebrities at our age, is cool? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, not. like millennials are not like we're basically fucking boomers to Gen Z at this point. So, um, again, yeah, we're, we're not cool. Like, is Michael B. Jordan cool? Yes. Yes. He's a celebrity. Is um, I don't. I mean, really, just Michael B. Jordan. But like, you know, other than him. No, nobody's cool. Yeah, nobody. He is, though. Yeah, that's something you learn uh, as you get older like us. Yeah. Nobody's actually cool. They're just yeah. pretending. <laughs> you know you know who definitely isn't cool, as we established earlier, Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Extremely not. Uh, I still love him as an actor, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to Kanye him. You got to put it, yeah. put it off in two different parts of your brain. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. You've got mail. The next question from James: uh, What's your favorite nut? I, I, uh, cashews. <laughs> cashews are good. Yeah, mostly um, cashews. I've right? always been partial to pistachios. 
Uh-huh. Um, cashews uh-huh. are good too. Um, I actually, so here's a weird thing about me. I have no allergy to peanut butter. I just like never really for years ate it. Okay. Just cause I'm like, yeah, peanut butter is fine. I don't understand why everyone loves it. And also like people who are obsessed with it annoy me. Yeah. So, it's like the bacon, right? It's like, come yeah. the fuck down, dude. Yeah. Relax. But I had a craving for peanut butter the other day. So I got a jar and I just made myself a peanut butter sandwich and had an apple with it. And it was like really nice. Oh, was that, was that the end of the story? Yeah, that's all. Story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Yeah, um, thanks. That's uh, great. Anyway, you got any other favorite, favorite nuts? Besides your mom? Uh, well, that doesn't what? really work. Besides the one I had with your mom, I guess. No, no too late, too late. Is that, is that the you way? You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> I blew it. God, Which is yeah, what your mom so... said to me last oh. night. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but see, when you say you blew it, that means you fucked it up. So nope, I so blew it. Ironically, you also blew it right now. All right, yeah, but you blew it worse. Um, all right, <laughs> we're going this off is, the rails. This is yeah. Alex is never gonna let us do this without him again. Uh, last last question from James. You've got mail. The inmates <laughs> run the asylum now. <laughs> last question from James. Do you have time, the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? What the fuck is he talking? Is this a I, reference? I have no idea. I've been trying to figure that out. I don't know what this is referring to. I feel Dude. like it, it must be a reference to something, right? Yeah, it's got to be a pretentious movie. It like a song, maybe? Yeah, it's got... I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <sighs> Here's what I have to say to this. James, you suck. Mm, just right to the point. Yeah. Yeah, no, no mincing words. Right My favorite podcast. nut is you, because you're a nutty guy, pal. Ooh, <laughs> very good. Yeah. There we go. You're getting yeah. better. Yeah. All right. Um, it's time to move on from James. And uh, we got the one question from Stingy here, which is, I guess, the perfect way to end this podcast. You've got mail. Uh, you got me gum. I feel like that's more of a... Uh... It's like he's like trying to think of a question of like uh yeah I mean I didn't, yeah. read, it. I didn't read it well the first time yeah I'll do it again I'll do it again yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay we got a question from Stingy here uh you got any gum <laughs> oh there you go I see that one felt natural it yeah. actually tricked my brain into yeah. thinking that you were doing a regular um, I'm a, I'm a, what can I say I'm a good actor. asking the question yeah great, so great work uh I I do have gum you have gum yeah I don't oh. Dude, you should do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't have gun. I don't really ever. Yeah, so it's important, bro. You never know when your breath be kicking. I guess. You, you guess? No, there's no guessing here. Yeah, you know, that that reminds me. I was on a um, I was on a date recently, and ooh, baby, I'm not seeing this person anymore. So she will definitely never listen to this. But um, <laughs> I don't have to worry about this. But uh, she, right at the end of dinner, popped a breath mint into her mouth, and I was like, all right. Guess we're making out. Um, it was pretty funny to me. I didn't laugh at her about it, but like, like but internally. So did you make out? Yeah. Oh, I thought the moral of the story was going to be that she just likes breathments. No, we made out. And then the oh. next day she texted me and said she didn't want to see me anymore. So, oh. you know, I guess I'm... Wow. <laughs> it was not the first time we had... It wasn't the first time we had made out. But, uh, it, you know, and maybe wow. I'm a bad kisser uh, for everyone out there. Dude, maybe you needed a breathman, bro. Uh, 
That's I hope not. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, bro, carry some gum. I hadn't eaten anything too gross. I, I don't think I need a bro. <laughs> I'm sorry to put this in your head. I apologize. Yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> I really don't. I really don't care. Okay, um, good. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's, uh, that's all we got for this week. Um, I think Alex normally wraps up by reminding everybody about the Patreon. Uh, again, $6 tier gets you access to the full Friday pod Strickland, as well as the opposite week mailbag episodes uh, and access to the, the discord, which as you can see, is fucking popping, given all the questions we get from it every week. Um, a $9 tier gives you access to uh, Schwinn's special bi-weekly podcast called Shrick and Roll. Also, columns from Jack Huntley and Matt Miranda, um, who are amazing writers and probably would be much better hosts of this podcast than, than we are. So, it's, <laughs> we haven't taken our job yet. true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, then there are some, you know, there's a $15 tier with uh, uh, some tiers above that. I don't remember what any of those do, but, uh, but you can go to patreon.com slash, uh, the Strickland, I think. And, um, that's where you'd find out. And we'd love to have you. If you don't feel comfortable, uh, giving us money, that's, that's okay. We love you anyway. Um, we're also, we're also sponsored by DraftKings. Uh, so you could give them some money if you want to bet. And, you know, that's cool. Uh, Are you doing a, a Morty bit? Yeah, it's kind of turning <laughs> a bit. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, yeah, if you, if you stick around for this long, you get you get an unintended... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, an un, uh, an un, um, oh, geez. It's unintended, but I did it. Man, Rick, I looks like I... Um, I did, you know, people sometimes ask for the... Wow, people sometimes ask for the um, the, 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 the the Morty, and um, it does look like if you you know if 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 you know we're about we're about two hours in here. Um, if you stuck around, you got to listen to you know Morty. So um, uh, we'll we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.